Thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming, talking about New World swinging the banhammer, consistent problems with the game, requiring them to respond very strongly on the forums about this. And we wanted to make sure and cover this so that you were able to get the information about what exactly they said. This is a live stream, so the video is pretty long, but right here on the front is probably everything you're looking for if you didn't catch the live stream hit subscribe and the bell button if you want to see these entire streams or check out my channel SNTR updates where these shorter segments get recorded for this is an SNTR update the new world devs are continuing to do the best they can with all of the exploits and duplication problems within the game and they took to the forums to speak pretty harshly about actions they'll be taking against those found using duplication exploits and other forms of bugs, glitches, and cheats within the game. If you like these SNTR updates, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads. They had the following to say on their forums, and I do want to read pretty much all of it because it is pretty sharply worded. I think they're probably getting a little bit tired of these problems, although some of these you have to lay at their feet and expect this from the general gaming communities. Anytime they play games, they're going to be looking for those weak spots. They had the following to say. Bad actors discovered through packet manipulation a bug that allowed players to duplicate in-game coin and resources. A similar attack against a different game system was also recently used in housing. Together, for these exploits, we have permanently banned over 1,200 players, removing their items from the economy and canceling their trade post listings. We took decisive action against obvious bad actors with a first pass on November the 2nd, permanently banning accounts of the most egregious offenders, which eliminated over 80% of duped coin and item value from the economy. So it is good to see this action is actually removing the duped coins from the game, because that is a huge negative effect on any server that it's taking place in. They went on to say the remaining duped items have continued to hurt many players' experience. It didn't affect all players or worlds equally, and also more significantly impacted players who were pursuing endgame goals and gear. We apologize for the impact this has had on some of our most dedicated players. It's disheartening to see others cheat to obtain what you have worked so hard to achieve while also hurting the economy in the process. It has taken us time to unravel and identify where the items and coins landed, but as of November the 15th, we are glad to report we have permanently banned 460 additional players from either the original trade or newer housing exploits. By doing so, we were able to remove 98% of remaining duped items and coin in the game. The small amount of duped items that remain were a result of players who stumbled upon the duping issue but did not take exploitive action and will not be banned. So if you do this by accident, they're not coming for you. It's obvious when somebody is doing this as a form of cheating or exploiting because they're going to continue to do it at length. They went on to say that we've also investigated how these duped items have impacted impacted the endgame progression. Our investigation has not shown a significant uptick of max level gear. The below charts show that the number of players with even a single piece of max level gear is still quite low. We did a specific deep dive into void bent armor, and while some of the armor was duped, much of it was removed from the game through bans, and it is still very rare. We are still examining the narrower list of items involved in the housing exploit, and there will be further 
further permanent bans there as appropriate. Now, obviously, the concern here is, is this going to be a thing they have to do every single week? Are they going to have to disable wealth transfers and the trade house every time one of these crop up? It's starting to feel like a bit of a flat tire. You can almost sense the irritation in their post, which... Obviously, I would imagine many people in the community feel that same sense of frustration that the game cannot just continue to press on and focus on bigger issues like server migration or balance in the game or an ongoing content plan. The public test realm seemed to get good response and the Void Gauntlet is exciting with changes to the map, new enemies, and new variety of enemies, but that's not necessarily going to be enough to satisfy players that feel the game continues to stumble and trip as players exploit and find ways to break almost every aspect of this game. As the game continues to go on, we'll continue to cover it live on SNTR Gaming if you like live streams or here on SNTR Updates. So hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see the rest of you right here this morning thank you so much for being here we greatly appreciate it we'll get that running across the top there like we typically do for our new world streams thank you guys so much for being here and supporting variety coverage we had a great day yesterday uh with outriders coverage and we had a great time playing it honestly and uh we really appreciate you guys supporting that kind of variety coverage we are sorry about the absence of yesterday's talk show we went back to you know we had to basically blur something and unfortunately when we do that the video has to process and the back-end processing for YouTube is uh, it's pretty terrible and it is still not done yet incredibly disappointing uh, that they that they 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 don't have a quicker process it's like it's, it's it's not even a three hour long video it's two and a half hours we used to do it uh we would we would you know edit a video or trim a video and the processing time would take you know roughly the length of the video so it it, it should have taken uh <laughs> it should have taken you know two hours and maybe 20 something minutes but it is still processing so anybody who missed yesterday's uh, talk show. We are sorry about that. The gameplay is available if you were interested in the Outriders stuff. But today, I wanted to talk about the latest New World exploit and what the New World devs are doing with respect to banning players. Uh, good morning, Feed. I see you in the chat. Good morning, Christina. Laying the smackdown on the cheaters. That's exactly right. Uh, I got in last night on Outriders and love the changes they did. Loving the game. Love Pyromancer. Um... Psychonauts 2 will sweep the awards just saying no I don't think so I think they'll win narrative and that's probably it Mo I think the other categories that they're in there they're a little out of their depth I mean you get full marks the game definitely has gotten a ton of nominations which it's Metacritic score you know I thought okay this game might be a little bit better uh, than I gave it credit but I don't I, I think the most of the categories it's landing in are, are way way too competitive I think it's a little out of its depth going up against the likes of, you know, Ratchet and Clank and some of the other strong leaders. So it'll win. I bet you it wins narrative, though. I bet you it does. Um, I'm hoping Returnal wins direction and sound design. And then Game of the Year at this point, looking at that list, I'm irritated. I am irritated that Returnal, uh, Returnal didn't get a nomination when ongoing franchises like Resident Evil did. Like Resident Evil 8 wasn't even that good. It was... It was fine. It was a good game, but I don't think it was game of the year worthy. Um, so, 
Ratchet will not get it at all. Oh, I think Ratchet's going to take at least two or three of the categories they're in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you're in that many categories, when you're in that many categories, it's uh, you're, you're bound to win some. Bans are bans. I tried to log in today, and I got a permaban, but those... Uh, from AGS said, I deserve it and nothing more. Never bought gold, never duped, never exploited, just taking my time questing. You're going to have to go through the process of, uh, of re- like, fighting that. Sadly, sadly, now I've seen evidence of this. I've not tried to boot up the game. I mean, I haven't even pl- been playing, but I haven't tried to boot up the game. I'm seeing reports of people on the New World forums being like, listen, New World's banning players that don't deserve it they're they're handing out bans to people that are like i wasn't even doing anything i was just playing the game and uh so you wouldn't be the first person to indicate that you you were banned and didn't uh didn't deserve it i want to say dread was my first metroid i bought and played it all the way through i am uh i wish i could i want to go back and play more metroid dread i was enjoying it but sadly i uh i just don't have the time for it right now um I won't badmouth Insomniac, but I think you're underestimating Psychonauts 2 and Resident Evil 8. I've played all three games, and I think if anybody's underestimating anything, it's just how incredibly just insane and awesome Ratchet is. Um, I don't know. Ratchet is... You have to think about what Eugene is saying. If you're thinking in the realm of next-gen and next-gen titles, it's one of the first truly next-gen games. And that's going to give it a huge advantage over the other titles. There's almost nothing that's launched that has truly tapped into next-gen power. Nothing. Like, aside from Returnal, what has tapped into next-gen power? They deserve a lot of marks for that. That's why I think Returnal deserves to be up there over Resident Evil. Like, Resident Evil was just another Resident Evil. Like, there wasn't anything that spectacular about it. it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I was surprised Forza didn't even get a game of the year nod. I mean, it gets it got two. I think it got two noms, but not a game of the year, which after the praise and the success and the sales, I was like, what? I don't know. Seems like a lot of the people are maybe victims received a lot of dupe materials in some way might not have known it. Now, there were reports about New World duping that was ending up in the in the hands of people that were like, I didn't dupe anything. And then, you know, come to find out they somehow acquired, you know, dupe stuff. We also saw reports of people that were going into the New World public test realm and were getting banned for playing the public test realm. So I don't necessarily understand how they're making these mix-ups. You know, I it, it's... They're, they, they didn't even ban that many people. Like 1,200 and then another 480... So they've banned 1,700 people. So they haven't even hit 2,000 yet. So when you're doing, in my opinion, such a small number of people, how are you misfiring, right? How are you misfiring? They said they removed 97% of the items that were wrongfully obtained, and there's no way 97% of the people with those items knew they were wrongfully obtained. That's exactly right. So I don't know. Did they give people like a notification like, hey, there was new world duped items that you ended up with um we we had to take them from you you know good morning uh why mersey racing games get snubbed forces like the call of duty i mean i i get that i get that i figured forza would get a nomination purely as like a head nod to just how amazing it was and how many like sales it had experienced 
Um, I don't know. That's what I assumed. That's what I assumed. Um, I'm getting like the eternal flying thing in New World. Like I, I can't land on the ground. There it goes. Like it like wasn't spawning the ground. Yeah, I'm in the game no problem. Uh, I'm at 58, and I've not lost any items. Although a lot of my items icons aren't showing, um, which is a little strange. You can see there, game's acting a little squirrely this morning. Boom, there we go. So maybe a little laggy, but we're in the game, and um, it doesn't seem like we've had any items taken from us. So, um, uh, the portal uh, rendering another area. Psychonauts did that too. I I just think, Mo, I think this argument's kind of tired, okay? I, I get it. I do. I get it. You think Psychonauts 2 is apparently, like, the quintessential game. And it clearly did the right things because it got a lot of praise. But I'm just really tired of hearing the same talking points about this. It's just exhausting. Ratchet did way more than just portal teleportation. So, it really just shows a massive amount of bias when I'm willing to concede that Psychonauts got a lot of praise and did a lot of things right. But when you want to overlook the mountain of things Ratchet did, it just shows that maybe you're a little insecure about the fact that Ratchet was a better game. You're not giving it a fair shake. I'm giving Psychonauts a fair shake. I said, I think the gameplay loop and the graphics are a little dated, but clearly it got a lot of praise. People really liked it. Like, my, I don't, I don't like give it a short like showing I give it a fair shake you don't give Ratchet a fair shake which I think is just a very stacked deck it's like you can deny and ignore all the things Ratchet did and then be like yeah that's why Psychonauts is gonna win but the judges and the general voting public aren't gonna think that way you know what I'm saying if you play it and you see the seamless the seamless Pixar level cinematics that go from gameplay to cinematics to back to gameplay. I I don't think you can be like, oh, but the portal thing they could have done before other games did portals. Ratchet and Clank is by far one of the greatest games I think I've ever had the pleasure of playing. And Psychonauts was not. Like, that's just where I land on it. Psychonauts got the praise it deserved because they did a good job. They created a great sequel, but Psychonauts didn't didn't push anything forward for the industry the way that Ratchet and Clank did. I would not be surprised if much of what they figured out they could do in Ratchet and Clank shows up in a future Spider-Man Spider-Verse game. Like that's how good the that's how good that game is. Like I think it's industry changing. Um, that's, that's why I think Ratchet's gonna take it. Um, so, I mean, saying it's gorgeous is not what I'm talking about, Mo. I'm not talking about acknowledging that Ratchet's gorgeous. I mean, you, you always go to, like, one talking point. Like, well, the portal thing, according to some guy they could have done in the past, or, well, they did the portal thing also in Psychonauts. It's just such a bigger subject than that. It's, it's not about, it's not about... Which, which game is better it's about Ratchet and Clank is literally next to Returnal it's the only next gen game you can play right now that says something you can't say that about Psychonauts you can't say that about Resident Evil 8 you can't say that about any of the other games that are nominated and Forza's not even up there because I would give that ticket to Forza and say you're one of the few true next gen games available right now when you walk out on the battlefield and you're the first one to say our game is going to be truly next gen 
and it's PS5 only, you're going to limit your audience, limit your sales, then that's worthy of a whole lot more than, well, they did some cool stuff with portals. Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Ratchet is a historic moment for gaming. It really is. Psychonauts isn't. Neither's Resident Evil 8. They're just continuations of a franchise, right? Like, you say Ratchet's just another Ratchet, but prettier. Okay, well, do you want to use the same measurement of value when we look at Psychonauts 2 or Resident Evil 8 or any other game on the on the Game of the Year noms that are basically another game in that franchise? Like, are we really going to try to claim like Psychonauts 2 somehow innovated and created a, a, a groundbreaking pioneer sequel? I highly doubt anybody's saying that. I really doubt it. Um. So... <clears throat> Ghost of Tsushima on PS5 feels like a next-gen game. It is, but it isn't, right? They did a great job, right? Uh, they did a great job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they did. They did a great job with Ghost of Tsushima. And somebody's bringing up Demon Souls. Sure, the Demon Souls remaster feels truly, you know, you know, truly next-gen. A $20 tip from J. Chris. Got nothing but admiration and respect for you, Lono, and for that, I'm out. <laughs> okay, J. Chris. <laughs> Thank you for the 20 spot, man. Did you like Valhalla? I thought Valhalla was good. I did. I thought Valhalla was good. Um, I've not played or watched Ratchet gameplay. What's groundbreaking about it? I mean, they do a seamless cinematics into gameplay transition that is literally, it feels like you are able to control a character in Pixar. It would be like watching Toy Story and watching Buzz flip through the air and land and then all of a sudden you can control him. Seamless. Seamless transitions, a level of graphical fidelity and detail that I've not seen in any other game to date. Uh, A depth of control, customization, and combat that took took a, a very sort of linear, more predictable sort of style of combat and elevated it beyond that into what I consider to be one of the most pleasant action adventure combat control schemes and and fights that I've ever played, Uh, a depth of customization and gun uniqueness that I've not seen in a game before, and then yes the portal system is phenomenal and I'm not talking about grabbing a portal and grappling, I'm talking about a literal world contained within a world, you can walk up to a door and look and see into another world, and you enter it seamlessly, come in and out of another world seamlessly, it it's it's not on nobody's on Ratchet's level. That's the that's the point that's so frustrating in these debates. It's like I don't care how good Resident Evil 8 was, I don't care how good Psychonauts 2 was. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is on another level. Nothing has come out at its level, save maybe Returnal. There's nothing truly next gen available now except for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Demon Souls looks beautiful, but again, there's nothing about it that is like next gen other than maybe the graphics. And then Returnal is truly next gen at some levels, but Ratchet's in another category. It's in another category. Same thing in Psychonauts? No, I didn't see. I've read the reviews. There's no reviews about Psychonauts that talk about technical innovation and next-gen capabilities. Nothing about that game has been praised for that. I've, I've looked at the Metacritic scores. I've looked at the reviews. No one's saying that about Psychonauts. It's it's a very, very well-built, well-told story, and it's a great sequel. So it received tons of praise. Like, 
typically when you have an established franchise that is beloved and you nail your sequel you get a lot of praise that's 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 why i think games like returnal deserve a far better shake in the running we should have just covered that today i should have just done video game awards or a skin like or 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 such a joke Returnal as a new IP deserved a far better shake. Resident Evil 8 has no business being on Game of the Year running. It just has no business. Oh, Deathloop has no business being on Game of the Year running against Returnal. It has no business being up there. It is not any better than Returnal in any respects. It's not better than Returnal with controls, sound design, next-gen innovation. None of it. None of it. Deathloop got a freaking... I don't even understand how Deathloop's getting the treatment that it's getting because it's not it's not that good of a game. It's sloppy. The AI is super inconsistent. The controls are bad. I don't I don't know. It's just another sloppy arcane game with super great artwork and voice acting and direction. But at its core, it's still a sloppy arcane game, dude. I don't I don't know. I am irritated that Deathloop got Game of the Year nod and Returnal didn't. Returnal is one of the other, like, three truly next-gen games you can play right now, and it got passed over for Deathloop and Resident Evil 8? The frick out of here. The frick out of here. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) We're supposed to be talking about New World bands. If we don't talk about New World bands, we're gonna kick ourselves out out of a New World funnel, so... Um, let's see here. Uh, let's do a poll. Let's do a poll. New world, uh, exploits. Um, are they concerning long term? Are they concerning long term? No, they will figure it out. Um, yes. Uh, this seems... Uh, ongoing. This seems ongoing. So, I want to know what you guys think. New World Exploits, are they concerning long-term? No, they will figure it out, or yes, this seems ongoing. Where is your sort of consumer confidence in New World? You know, New World banning players in decent amounts of numbers, taking taking to the forums to be, speak very, very strongly about this. Um, and, what do you think? Is, is this concerning? Yes, this is concerning. This seems to be an ongoing problem. Or are you like, no, 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 no. They'll, they'll, they'll get this under control. Where are you guys landing on this? To your knowledge, have they ever had a rogue game win game of the year? No, because that's... It's a franchise. I'm sorry, it's a genre. It's a genre that is just now getting mainstream attention. Up until now, most games that were mainstream were not rogue. You know, Dead Cells probably won some awards as an indie but you didn't see Game of the Year nods, nominations for rogues before because they were too small, not not well known enough. When Lono wants a rogue to win Game of the Year, uh, a Game of the Year award, it says something, right? <laughs> Hades couldn't have won Game of the Year, I don't think. It could have won an indie category, but not Game of the Year. G-O-T-Y being the big dog, the big daddy, you know, best picture, you know. Uh, Reckless says, I'm concerned between the player-based economy and the PvP, uh, these sorts of exploits are uh, severely discouraging. Hades was a nomination. Oh, literally, it got a Game of the Year nomination. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay, so this is not the first time a rogue got a nomination. That's impressive for Hades, dadgummit, because that's an indie title. My word. I mean, Deathloop and uh, Returnal 
are, you know, they got some big money behind them. There's still a lot of work to do with the game, but I don't know. They seem that they're not worrying by now. When the numbers go down, they will. Let's actually check the the numbers. Uh, I was checking the numbers for Outriders, and they looked okay. I don't think the numbers for Outriders will be massively impacted. So, there's uh, 120,000 people playing right now, and the 24-hour peak was 177. Now, I've continued to say, if you start having your peaks dip below 150 to 100,000, that's going to be concerning, because then that means your servers are going to start to become very, very unpopulated. And the real problem is going to be if the New World server migration starts to happen because of population decline, and then they do a content plan or they outline something new and then everybody wants to come back, those server migrations could become a serious problem, right? Harry says, New World devs even said the engine they built in is too complicated a while back and they're still breaking things with every patch. Right, that is another concern that I have had. New World updates seem to consistently reintroduce problems uh they seem to consistently uh you know bring back issues that were supposed to already be resolved and um that obviously is a concern it's like what what's is there a problem with the source code is it the engine as as harry is saying um What's the New World exploit? I haven't been paying attention. So there was some sort of packet manipulation where people were able to dupe golden items. And it happened again. It was uh, Sunday night going into Monday. It ended up on the New World forums. And I was like, here we go again. And uh, I almost covered it Monday morning, but I didn't. And they, um, they, they basically disabled the wealth transfers again and then had to uh, to ban a bunch of people. So this morning I read through New World banning players in, you know, decent numbers, honestly. Um, yeah, Rad, I, I, th- th- you liking that hashtag is, 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 is very funny. You're like, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm allowed. It's like, I almost responded and was like, well, I assume you were a fan, you know, of, of that kind of a hashtag because you, you are pregnant, but I decided not to. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw it trending this morning. I was like, really? Really? With the Spider-Man logo and everything? Oh, hmm. <laughs> uh, why Mersey? Uh, with a $5 tip, lost my job last week, can't join, but I really enjoy your daily conversations and debates. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I think you're new. I think you're a newer um, subscriber, somebody new to hanging out here, and we greatly appreciate that. I've quit the game for now. I can't keep motivation for a game where the way to succeed is exploiting glitches and risking bans. Oh, no, I hear you, Harry. I 100% hear you. You know what I mean? It's unreal that they let that happen. Well, they didn't let that happen. What happened is everybody's spelling it with that capitalization, and then that makes it trend. (laughs) So it was like, oh, wow, you guys, did you guys not... Isn't run this through, you know? Uh, uh, what are, are there any possible, you know, innuendos that could come from this? Since it literally contains that word, <laughs> nobody saw the the the, the C O C K. Nobody. Okay. All right. That's fine. It's, run it. <laughs> Just run it. <laughs> uh, lots and lots of technical debt on this game and engine. Says Alarian. I can only imagine the spaghetti code. What it looks like on the back end. Uh, tag tag cost says. New World has the worst endgame of an MMO history for sure. The NPC's coding sucks. Uh, you can predict everything, and you do the same thing forever. Well, 
one of the reasons I'm not concerned yet, so you guys, you know, the the, the concerns in chat are it's about a 50-50 split on these exploits. Because it seems like every other week there's another New World exploit in the game. And so then you got all this banning going on. So the reason I'm not super concerned just yet, I'm standing in a server right now and I see a very, very equal mix of 60s but then i'm seeing a 32 i'm seeing a 38 i'm seeing a 46 i'm seeing a level 10 uh uh another 20 something they're all just sort of running past me in the town and it would not surprise me if the ongoing player base whittles itself down into the folks that are just not necessarily to the end game yet now the true test of this game and really any game is ongoing there another person just walked past me that's a 44 so the true test is ongoing can they maintain uh ongoing and an and ongoing player base right new world population the concerns about that i think are completely justified right are you 60 now i'm 58 um I've been taking breaks from the game because with the Outriders news and then uh, from Fridays, you know, we've just, we've, we're taking our time, honestly. I didn't see a reason to rush to 60 anymore. We were, we were far enough behind, you know what I mean? Die Bear coming in and renewing that membership. That is a blue badge. Thank you so much, Die. Welcome back. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope you are well. Um, hey, somebody ordered some coffee. I was just getting ready to say... Who's going to be the first coffee order of the day? And two bags of Frickmas to Brandon. Thank you so much. First coffee order of the day. Who's going to be the next one? Do you want a dark? Mm-hmm. Hey, look at this. This is from the first run. It still has the shiny label uh, of, of light roast. Yeah, we got dark roast. We got light roast. We got Frickmas blend. Who's going to be the next order of coffee this morning? That is another way to support the channel. And that supports me directly. You are not buying from... Um, you're not buying from a, you know, some other company or something where I get a kickback. That's ours, and we ship it to you. My wife and kiddos put little little thank you notes in the bags for you. So thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, also, the quests, uh, you do the same three quests till you hit 60. Not necessarily. Now, that I don't agree with. That I don't agree with. I, I'll push back on that. I don't think that's a fair representation of the, the end game variety. I think there's a lot to do from you know 30 to 60 that is similar and yet varied. Um, tweeted at you uh, when I got my first order over the weekend. Frickmas is awesome. Well, thank you. I'm having some of the Frickmas blend uh, this morning myself. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Die Bear with three months says things are getting balanced. Well, good, good. I hope things are going well for you. Uh, guys, if you're if you're enjoying the show, remember to hit subscribe. That way you can be here. Uh, I am a safe-for-work broadcaster. A lot of people treat this broadcast like gaming radio, so smash that, smash like. Go through the morning ritual, say good morning in the chat, take our poll, you know, what do you think of these exploits in New World? Uh, but back to what I was saying about if they can maintain population, like if New World population continues, okay, if it continues, to go on a downward trend. It's not a matter of if it's going to have a downward trend. Because it is. It is. Every game has that experience. Your, your more hardcore players get to the end. They sort of go through a process of complaining and getting burned out. And then they take breaks. Will they be able to get them to come back? Will the process of them being coming back, will it be a problem? Because as I said, if you start migrating servers because people aren't playing, they're inactive 
and then all of a sudden they become active because you do a content update are you going to set some of these servers up for problems in the future once you start doing new world server migrations quest is actually the thing in the game it does pretty well when i tried out final fantasy i did quests where i just ran around speaking to people for two hours straight no combat no variety just pressing e there's a lot of that in lost ark but they're very quick you go 10 feet and talk to this guy 10 feet and talk to that guy you go back and forth two or three times and then you're done with the quest lost ark had quests like that harry and i was like what is this i think that's a more common mmo mmo questing trope that games fall into and um there's a guy in my in my chat right now saying there's a huge dupe right now he just put it in he just put it in chat he's standing in front of me and he said there's a huge dupe right now so apparently uh you're expecting your coffee today good 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 uh expect the trading post to be down again he said a guy in my game just said that another new world duping exploit is apparently in the game right now i'm not going to tell you how to do it i don't know but even if i even if i learn i will not be giving instructions on how to do it just letting you know that looks like wealth transfers in the trading house may be getting shut down if if what this guy's saying is true i don't know if you'd be you know warning you know the general public in the game about a possible wealth transfer suspension unless it was true i mean he could just be trying to freak people out um uh, but I actually found I kind of agree with Harry. I think the quests in this game are not that bad. You also have to remember that there's the corruption grind you can do. The New World corruption grind I, I found to be pretty good. You'd get your, you'd get your um, what is it? Your your Azoth. You'd get some coin. You'd get some loot. You'd level a little bit. New World had an exploit last night that seemed related directly to them disabling wealth transfer. I saw something on Reddit about it. Yeah, they had something the last time they disabled wealth transfer that you could do with upgrades on a town that get a bunch of money back. Harry says, with every dupe, members from the high-end PvP companies will get money distributed to them for IRL money and ruin PvP even more. Um, no wonder Desi never had any trading. I said this before this game came out. Listen, I don't want to do the I told you so thing, but... Vir- virtually everything I said before this game came out is coming home to roost. I talked about the lack of combat fluidity. They just recently did a blog post addressing combat fluidity as a frustration point. I talked about trading being incredibly dangerous and potentially very toxic and caustic to the game's longevity because players will find ways to break your game. I said they will find the tree that's giving too much XP. They'll find the world boss that's glitched and something's wrong with it and they will exploit the frick out of it and they will mess with the economy. I said that PvP will have a natural cannibalistic effect on the game. All of these things are coming true because that's the case with gaming, right? I, 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 call, I said all this before the game came out. I was given assurances that, that the wars and the invasions, it wouldn't be a problem. Everybody would get their fair chance to get in. That's one of the most common complaints is I'm not allowed to join the war or the invasions. The rich get richer. I don't get picked. I, I said that was potentially going to be a problem as well. Matthew Taylor with a brand new membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. Thanks so much for that brand new one. We are inching closer to 400 members here. Thank you so much. A $10 tip also from Matthew Taylor. Longtime lurker, not a great day, so I'm using you as a distraction. Well, I hope I can get you through a crappy day and make it a little bit better. 
Do the I told you so. People need to pay attention when you're spot on. Not simping, but I feel you your pain on being right and people dismissing you as paranoid. I, I this you could go back and watch every VOD, every every amount of New World coverage that I did before this came out. These are all the things I brought up. I was like, PvP always naturally turns to cannibalistic behavior. Trading in games is super risky. When you let people trade to grow their wealth in the game, they will find ways to exploit it, break it, and profit. They'll do it, and they have, right? Now, combat fluidity, I I don't deserve a whole lot of credit there because I think everybody who played the New World beta, New World gameplay... From very early on, it was clear that the combat was a little clunky, right? It was a little clunky, and everybody was kind of talking about it. And a lot of folks told me that, you know, listen, if, you're, if you've played a lot of MMOs before, the combat's fine, the combat's fine. And the reason that I didn't accept that as an excuse was that not people playing this game are not automatically going to say, oh yeah, combat's fine, because it appeals to people who haven't played a lot of MMOs. Right? It appeals to people who are just looking for something more mid lane, more casual, more action adventure. And they're, they are going to be the ones, they're going to be the players that are like, this combat doesn't feel that good. I'm personally not a huge fan of PvP component in a predominantly PvE game. Why? Because limitations are placed on the PvE experience that normally wouldn't be. Now, now, well, hang on though, die. Hang on. This is not a predominantly PvE game. And that's one of the things I think that people forget. This was supposed to be a predominantly PvP game in its early builds, and they adopted a philosophy of, okay, we'll make allowances, and we will also have PvE ways of playing, right? Let's not paint this as a New World exclusive problem. I can name 40 games that have the same issues, including all you guys' favorite drag liquor. I don't see other games having problems with the trade house and a real live economy that's being exploited and duped into the ground. I don't know very many games that struggle with combat fluidity the way that this game has when they've got so much money behind them. Most games at least nail combat fluidity. Now, PvP being cannibalistic and PvP and exploits and folks finding the path of least resistance, sure, every game has that. That's gamers, right? That's gamers in general. that's why when this game wasn't even out yet I said here are all the things that are potentially going to happen why because gamers are extremely easy to predict their behavior right if you've been covering video games for as long as I have it's not hard to be like this is what people are going to do right they put out that blog about trials and I was like people are going to low card farm it took me 60 seconds to think of that 60 seconds not because I'm a genius but because gamers behavior are super easy to predict right it's not hard it isn't hard so when you start talking about trade houses and you start talking about territory control and pvp and i'm like oh my gosh 50 versus 50 wars where one company and a mayor gets to choose who's going to be involved yeah that's going to lead to nepotism favoritism and a general dislike and and uh and a disappointment for people that are not involved and then pvp and territory control is going to turn very very cannibalistic what are you going to do on servers where one company has control over almost all the territory you know what are you going to do about that trade house where you can amass massive amounts of wealth if you find some way to exploit the way of getting loot or getting really really high value items and then you can flood the trade market and then the trade market turns upside down you know 
Now, we have a very healthy server. Look at this map. Look at this map. We've had a lot of back and forth. We've had a lot of back and forth. And, uh, you know, Purple's made a good go at it here. You know, four territories. And then Green has four. You know, and then, uh, you know, the Covenant's only got two. And it's, it's, it's gone back and forth a handful of times. Now, a lot of servers haven't done that, right? I'm not saying this exact issue. I'm talking about games that have the same issue that occurs for long periods of time. Fallout 76 has in-game trading, vending, and off-site trading, and it's riddled with duping. Right, right, right. Right. Um, green was five. Oh, did I miscount that? Green was five. One, two, three, four. Oh, five. I didn't see Windsward. Windsward's like smack dab in the middle. I miss it. Yeah, Windsward's got five. Purple has four. Uh, orange has two. Sorry. Yeah, Windsward was like hiding in plain sight. It's like right. It's like right in the middle there, right below my flashing light. I wasn't seeing that one. <clears throat> my server is ninety-five percent Covenant, with Syndicate owning two territories and Marauders owning none. See, yeah, exactly, Panda. So, what do you do when a server turns upside down on you like that? You know what I'm saying? What do you do? Do do you? Did are they ever going to do territory resets, or they just let it ride? They're like, nope, that's the way that it goes. That's what's going on on that server. That's what's happening, right? If you're new and just tuning in, and you're interested in the fact that there is a, a lot of new world banning players going on, there was another new world exploit that led to wealth transfers getting suspended. I just saw in the game players talking about another dupe that apparently has shown up and they're anticipating wealth transfers being disabled once again. If you're new and haven't said anything in chat, feel free to introduce yourself. Hit subscribe so you can do that. Take our poll at the top of the chat. Do you think these new world exploits, you know, is it concerning? Yes, this seems ongoing or no, you think no, they'll get control of this. Panda says, I can't wait for merges in the Covenant territories. They're all owned by one group with many subgroups under the same name. Yeah, that was basically folks' answer to the limit on company size. You know, you got New World company size limitations and that was their way uh, around it, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we've, we've continued to think of ways that they could limit some of that. There's a handful of ways I think they could, they could maybe curb down some of the uh, the overemphasis of control that many people have been able to get away with, you know. And again, it's when something is player run, all right? When something's player run, the challenge is going to be, okay? The challenge is going to be if you come in and you start fiddling with stuff, you you come in, you start fiddling with stuff, then it's not really player run anymore, is it? Like the new world economy as an example, as long as they're removing the duped items in the duped gold, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, this is it. This is this is a player-run economy, you know? It, it's, it's chaos. And they're, you know, a little bit okay with, I think, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of chaos. And you don't want to create a pendulum swing. You start fiddling with stuff, and the pendulum's going to swing in the other direction. Then you're going to be in, a, in an eternal tennis match of reaction. This game combat is trash, says Sandra. I hate the three abilities, then I have to swap to my bow. Uh, WoW is the best MMO out there. Uh, clever. It comes to combat a thousand percent. I got to level 15. 
I was like, mess this game, I'm done. Well, here's the thing, Sandra. I'm not going to try to talk you into playing this game, but if you were going from whatever your three abilities were and then you tried swapping, you know, um, oh, oh, you don't like the swapping. I thought you said you swapped a bow. I was like, bow is like one of the worst items in the game right now. It's like really irritating to use. So, no, I get it. I, the, the, the combat fluidity was a big turnoff for a lot of people. I had to kind of learn to love the combat. I'm not going to convince you the combat's good because it's kind of not. It's 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 there. It does the job, right? It's like a it's like kind of like an old pickup truck that'll get you to to where you're supposed to go, but the the windows don't work quite right, and the and the heat and the air conditioning work when they feel like it. Like it's rough. The combat's rough in my mind, right? Uh, Panda says the Marauders have given up on my server completely Syndicate tries their best to war to get the territories back but the Covenant is just way stronger than us I'm okay with making potions and not able to sell them I have pretty much uh, given up as I wanted to make stuff and sell it this is one of the dangers of when they have like the new world trade skills is that what they're called yeah so you got your new world trade skills all right Let, let's just take a peek at this at this at this little menu here okay the risk with how they have this set up is that you can do literally everything so if you've specialized into something it doesn't really matter okay because everybody else is there too now Something that we've come up with, all right? Let's imagine that when I get my tracking and my skinning to 200, they could do this with future, you know, future content uh, additions, okay? And they could call it, you know, I don't know, specializations or something of that nature, all right? We could call it maybe excellence. You're striving for excellence in these categories now they could limit that okay and they could let you respec and it would be extremely expensive and maybe they would make it to where you can only respec every so often but what if they gave you like five tokens of excellence to spend in five categories okay so you could be like i want to be able to make very exclusive awesome items in cooking and in you know leatherworking jewel crafting and something else So you spend those five tokens and now new things are available to you. You know, new options are are open to you. And that gives you the ability to create items of value and and go out and farm for the items to make it. And then you're sort of the guy, you know, or girl in your server that makes and does those things. And again, if you're going to let somebody respec, because maybe you pick five things and then after a month goes by, you're like, I don't really like this. Well, then you would let somebody respec. But again, I think you'd have to limit it to like an every 30-day respec and, and, you know, make it a little pricey, right? Uh, Did you see the dev blog lately? They've talked about adding mastery quests for each trade skill. Okay, but if they give you mastery quests for each trade skill and you can get mastery in every trade skill, you're not eliminating the problem that we're talking about it, right? Because like what Hilly's saying, none of it matters if you can't profit off of the goods that you make. If the market is so over flooded with the items that you're trying to make because every Tom, Dick, and Harry on your server is at 200 in every single category, right? So, you know, new world trade skills 
they're a massive part of new world gameplay a huge aspect of the gameplay and there's good and bad there right the good the good is okay this means there's so much left for me to do even if I'm kind of quote unquote done if I'm 60 and I feel like I've got the loot that I want and I feel like I've played enough well then I could work on all these categories I could work on leveling all these things up but that good comes with the bad the fact that I can do like everything in the game gets you a level so if you hit a rock skin a rabbit you know you know shoot an enemy you know make a jewel or a gem or a potion all of its leveling and that gives you a sense of satisfaction but every good thing comes sort of laden with the weakness and the weakness that's laden into this is that well now everyone at the upper levels of play they're, they have they have a mastery they're a master of all they're a master of everything J Subble says I agree I wish trade skills were limited in choice and with these mastery quests coming out it should limit how many things you can be a quote unquote master in so you have to be very intentional in your choices right thanks mama or I'm good to see you I don't know what I'm saying I'm like middle <laughs> my wife just got back from something I was like thanks mama out of just my default response when you're coming in here. <laughs> Good to see you. Like, what does that even? <laughs> what does that even mean? How'd it go? Everything all right? <laughs> Why are you pouting? Why are you pouting? She went. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Your hands are so cold. Golly! Golly! Good to see you, Good to see you buddy! <laughs> Good to see you, champ! She just came in from outside. Her hands are cold. and She put them up the back of my shirt, and she'll put her cold hands on my back. Oh, my lands. It's like being touched by an Iceman. Lower back. Wink, wink. Okay. All right. All right, Captain America. Don't, I, don't need your, I don't need you in here right now, buddy. I'll see you later. That's a big problem, says Veter. Now that you explain it, everyone can do everything and they don't depend on the market. First world problem of the economy and new world. That's right. That's right. Like, that's exactly right. Uh, if you're new and you're just tuning in, we're covering new world banning players. There was another new world exploit in the game, uh, duping. Apparently, there's another one in the game right now that we could see wealth transfer delayed again, uh, again today. Limitation promotes creativity, says Noel. I don't disagree with the principle of saying if you want to do everything, you can. But there has to be some step of the game where it narrows, all right? We have talked about this before in another game that I used to cover, and I talked about how too much freedom is a bad thing. If you could go into the skill tree right now, okay, right now, if I could go into the skill tree of my spear, okay, let's just talk about how freedom can be bad for a moment, and we'll make this analogous to the freedom with our trade skills. If I could come in here to this build and check every single box Given enough time, Batman could find a way to check every box here. Like, you give me enough time, and I get every single box checked, 
there's no choice everything is checked which means there is a meaninglessness to the choices that i have made have you ever played through an action adventure sort of rpg game where at the end of the game you have the entire skill trees specked out now along the way it could be it could be feeling pretty meaningful but eventually it's not eventually you're just a 100 out of 100 god killer and nothing can really stop you and it doesn't give you necessarily a sense of power if you limit choice it makes those choices meaningful the choices that i've made in my impaler tree I lean into those choices and I am rewarded with strength, DPS, bleed effects, etc. If you don't make me do this, then it starts to become just sort of an unfettered, meaningless act of put in enough time. Now, draw an analogy between that amount of freedom and this menu here. You start to get the sense of maybe giving players this much freedom is a problem because it starts to hurt incentivization or a sense of choice impact. Your choice impact doesn't feel like it's landing because it kind of isn't. You can have everything with enough time. The the, the people that aren't playing super hardcore will probably never feel this sense that you're feeling right now, but if they ever start to lean into something, okay? Let's say you're a mid lane player and you start making really, really great potions and you go to sell them and you realize every single person on your server, you know, at the upper echelon has a maxed out way of making, you know, the, uh, the, the potions, right? Their arcana is at 200. So now your items have no, no meaning. And you're like, well, I just spent a ton of time doing everything I can to get my Arcana up, but it doesn't matter because everybody's got max, right? Trophies are kind of what you're talking about. You get 15% gathering luck from one max tier, so that's another 45% luck to gather or armoring. But the trophies have nothing to do with what I'm talking about. You're talking no, you're talking about capstoning a trade skill. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creating choices that have an impact of power if you could only choose five trade skills to quote unquote master and those five trade skills once mastered could create very valuable items the choice that you make has a lot of meaning because for every five that you choose there's what 15 that you can't do you see It's just like when you go into one skill tree instead of another. You don't get every single skill. You got to choose this over this. And those choices are good. One of my favorite things in a game is when I'm looking at a skill tree or I'm looking at classes or abilities or whatever, and it's a really hard decision because it all looks great. When I was looking at all of the players in Lost Ark, it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know who I'm going to pick. They all look amazing. That creates replayability. That creates a whole lot of meaning and and satisfaction in the choice that you make initially. J-Stubble says, in Star Wars Galaxies, gear would eventually break over time and be irreparable. Uh, That could help the crafters. People would use craft items for most activities and save the best gear for wars. I don't necessarily know if I would long if I would sign on to that. I'd have to see simulations run and see it in action because that might start to feel extremely hamster wheel if you don't do it correctly. 
Harry says there will always be the five best that everyone picks. Then those items aren't valuable. Then what? You're stuck with those skills or you can't reset your leveling. Harry, you are assuming that if I master fishing, there's not something incredibly valuable that I can create because those items don't exist yet, homie. I'm envisioning them saying, if you choose mastery of fishing, get it to 200, choose mastery of fishing, you can do something with fishing that is extremely valuable. And there would be people that chose five other things that would be happy to buy those items from you. You would have to, as the developers, go to every single trade skill and say, we need to create new high-tier items of value for each of these that would be coveted no matter what. I don't care if you're running a war, if you like running dungeons, or if you just love doing open-world PvP, you'd be like, dude, some of those fishing items those guys sell are extremely valuable. Well, why didn't you master fishing? Well, these other five were better for what I like to do and what I like to build, but dadgummit, if those items are available in the trade house, buy them up quick because the the gold-encrusted bass meal gives you a crazy buff in a war. Well, again, why didn't you pick it? Well, uh, I picked uh, jewel crafting and leatherworking and all this other stuff because the items that I can create are a lot more valuable to me and my group. That's what you have to do. You have to look at every single one of these trade skills and say, what is something that you can't presently cook potion, jewel craft, engineer, armor, or weaponsmith, and furnishing. Well, furnishing is maybe not as as good of an example, okay? But cooking all the way to weaponsmithing. Create two to three items per category that can only be created if you're a master of those, and now everybody wants them, right? And not just those. Do the ones down here too. Gathering, refining, blah, blah, blah. And when you do that, you are creating value that doesn't exist yet and then when you limit how many I can master I would have to lean on the guys who are masters in the areas that I am not you say that though people take the path of least resistance most players will pick the professions that get them the most gold suddenly everyone on the server is max fishing and it's not valuable Yeah, I mean, no matter what you do, Harry, there's going to be stuff that gets determined as being the best or the most valuable or whatever, and then everybody's going to clamor to it, and that's why you'd have to be very, very intentional about how how much value each item has. You need the oil harvested from this fish to imbue your highest level armor with a damage reduction. Only highest level fishers can get it. Right. You have to create a chain of value that makes you say... I can't be a master fisherman, logger, jewel crafter, and engineer because I need to be a master smelter, weaver, harvester, arcana because of the things I'm trying to make. Do you see? You'd have to daisy chain some of these items so that it would be impossible to determine, oh no, this is the best item. No, it's not. It's one of the best items, but in order to get this item, you need mastery in these couple of categories. What they would do, I'll see, this is getting good. What they would do is they would allow you to run mastery simulation. So you would select four or five items to master. I'm sorry, skills to master. And it would be like, these are the items that you will be able to create with this recipe of mastery. If you pick fishing, logging, cooking, and woodworking, here are some of the items that you will be able to create that will be considered, you know, upper tier. 
and then you'd reset it and say, okay, well, what if I do jewel crafting, engineering, armoring, and weaponsmithing? Okay, these are the items you'll be able to create. You would make it to where the combinations of mastery resulted in different items, and those items would all be incredibly valuable. So if you didn't pick fishing and mining, there's items you can't create that are valuable. That's the way you create an interwoven value system that doesn't result in, no, all you need is this. This is all you need. In this idea, could you reset your trade skills or are you stuck? Okay, Harry, good pushback, because couldn't you just reset it every week and invalidate everything I'm talking about? You'd have to make resetting your trade skills very expensive and time-limited. Once every 30 days, I would think. Maybe once every 14. I don't know if that's enough time, though. You need the economy to kind of settle in. You need to be able to settle in into a rhythm of capitalizing. This is why you'd have to be able to kind of run a simulation of like, check the five trade skills you're considering, and we will tell you the items you can create with that combination. We would call these items, you know, just call them mastery items. You would be able to create these these six mastery items. And if you change the, 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 the combination, the mastery items you could create would change. It would change. So no combination would be the same. And so you would always feel that interdependency either on your friends or company members or people on your server. EJ says, I think a better idea would be styles. Like in WoW, you can master everything, but you can only learn one style per craft. Telling people they can't craft everything in a crafting MMO uh, is suicide. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I'm not saying you can master everything in WoW to clarify. Why would you want to reset a thousand levels worth of trade skills? That sounds like a terrible idea. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying, Distorted. No. I want you to imagine on this screen, five of these items have a glowing gold outline because you've mastered them, right? And you could respec and decide what you want to be mastered, I don't know, once a month. So as long as it's level 200, you can turn it into a mastery, Okay. They just give everybody five mastery tokens. And those tokens can be respent every 30 days for a fee. And then you can only pick only you can only pick things that are at level 200. So imagine, I know it's hard to imagine because I've not been doing a lot of this stuff, but imagine every single one of mine was at level 200. Five of them would have a gold outline, and then I could change what those five things are every 30 days. So within that 30-day period, there's a set amount of mastery items I can create if I want because of the combination. You would have to basically create intricate recipes so that a mastery of fishing, engineering, leatherworking, stone cutting, and smelting, you can create some crazy stuff that nobody else can create. Because maybe they didn't pick fishing. Maybe they picked the exact same things you chose, but instead of fishing, they chose mining. That would alter the list of mastery items that they could create. Therefore, creating an interwoven value system that would essentially, for 30 days, that's what you can make. And there would be items that you can't make that you might want. You'd be like, I don't know, man. That I, 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 can't, I can't create the the meal that turns my sword into a bleeding lightning stabber and I really need that for this boss or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You can still level all the crafts but only choose to master certain ones. There would definitely have to be a lockout like four months for factions so people aren't constantly switching. 
four months lock would be better than a one month lock I think you gotta be careful distorted because you gotta remember the type of people that play this game four months is just too long for the average player I think one month feels good Harry says what about on low pop servers where high end items are already way overpriced limiting the number of players that can craft certain things even more would rub a lot of salt in some of their wounds this is a very good pushback Harry this is where uh, I don't know how this works but let's say this is technologically possible this is where I think you need server grouping I think you need server grouping where um, some of these servers that need to be quote unquote migrated I think they need to be put in like server clusters and so you don't see it on the back end but they're just moving people accordingly you know how when we were playing Lost Ark there were like the channels that you had to get in so we could be in the same area and not see each other and you'd switch channels if they could create a system like that where you take two or three low pop servers bring them all together and you would just change you know channels or whatever now this gets complicated with the territories because ultimately you'd have to decide what do the territories look like for those three when they're getting grouped migrating permanently seems like a real danger because like you're going to shove everybody together and then what if you do an update and tons of people come back and start playing you're going to throw that server into an overpopulated status have a meeting with a professor in like two minutes be back in a bit okay harry got to make it a meaningful choice says distorted a month isn't very long for more dedicated people to always maintain control especially wealthy people having the wealth to stay at the top of the crafting end yeah but that's four weeks where they they're only investing in a couple of items right or merger the servers yeah i mean the servers have to be at some level merged but you have to have a way of breaking them up healthily later if they become overpopulated does that make sense Right now, there are servers that had queue times and population problems, and now they don't. Now they have the opposite problem. Now they have engagement deficits, and so the economy is struggling on those servers, okay? You start merging them, and then in three months, they're like, hey, we launched a bunch of new expeditions and items, and there's new weapons and things to do, and people come surging back, you could throw that server into you know an overpopulated state because you merged it. If you merge two servers that are that aren't doing too well, then that's a problem. Who's gonna be the next coffee order this morning? If you haven't used the coffee command, order some of the Rageous Roast. That is our coffee, and uh, it supports me directly. Do me a favor and smash the like button this morning if you haven't already. If you're enjoying the New World banning players discussion be sure to hit subscribe so you can talk in the chat and take the poll at the top of the chat new world exploits are they concerning long term Uh, 45% have said no they will figure it out and 55% have said yes this seems ongoing we see how the meaningful choice crab worked with wow artificial lockouts and time gates feel terrible there's nothing wrong with everyone being able to master all trade crafts I think the second half of your pair of your statement has been proven false this morning already, Alarian. There is something wrong with letting everybody master everything. It creates a value deficit. Nothing has value. Like, how do these items How do these items have value if you're if you're basically able to overpopulate the server with them? If everybody can make them. Lono, I think I broke the like button. I hit it hard, and I'm not able to like the video again. There you go. 
Matasbo says Team Dark Roast. There you go. You got people in chat taking up. Which coffee do you support? Use the emote. Let folks in the chat know which they should order if they've never ordered before. Dark Roast, Light Roast, or the Frickmas blend. Thank you to all of the new subscribers today. Subscribing is free. doesn't cost anything. If you want to support directly, you can use the join button. You can use the join command or any of the other commands down in the corner here. My shirt comes from 80s Tees, Classic Transformers. We got the disc plates in the back as well. The value is determined by the economy. The problem is further up the chain, not with the end product, crafting, but with how value is determined. Player only economy. The value comes from the time invested. I feel like we're ships passing in the night on this subject. So I want you to imagine the more people play, the more they master all of their trade skills up to the higher levels, which means they can create all the high level items, which means the economy has a surplus of high level items. When you have a surplus of items, they go down in value, which means their price and their worth plummets as well therefore undercutting and devaluing the investment in the player time it took to get to that point. So if you suddenly hit level 200 on a couple of categories, so you can create some really 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 high value items and they've been devalued by the market because there's too much of a surplus well, that's pretty irritating. It would be like going to school for woodworking and doing electrical work and you try to get into the business of doing electrician and woodworking and there's like a billion people in front of you already doing that. Well, all of your investment has been devalued because the market's too saturated with people that can do what you can do, right? It's one of the reasons that higher education has shifted because the the market got flooded with people with degrees and those degrees began to be devalued because the saturation of people with a bachelor's degree was higher than it used to be. It's a similar idea, right? When the market gets flooded with the same item, it's suddenly not as valuable anymore because slowly but surely the price on the item gets driven down because if they see you selling the gold tipped spear for a thousand then they sell it for 900 then the next guy who makes a gold tipped spear sells it for 800 and then 700 and before you know it gold tipped spears are going for 50 bucks and the time investment to make the gold tipped spear is disproportionate and not in line with the amount of money you can make from selling it Voltron and Transformers shirts back to back. (laughs) Thank you. What you're saying doesn't solve the problem, though. It will just prolong the issues. Hardcore players will just wait it out and get it themselves. That's not necessarily true. EJ, if the items that I can create, because I went into fishing, mining, logging, harvesting, and tracking. If I put my five there, and I can create items that are of value to you when you're playing PvP, open world PvP, or you're running a dungeon, and I can create items of value, whether it's meals that give you a buff, or potions that give you a temporary resistance or something, and you can't create those on your own, while you're going through your weekly, daily, monthly rituals of gameplay, you and anybody else like you will be going to the trade house and seeing that the items I'm making are worth buying. Now, I may be buying items that are completely different because I am attempting to go fish, mine, log, harvest, and track, and I can't make certain items that make my job easier. 
you can make those items because you chose woodworking, leatherworking, stone cutting, weaving, and smelting. So your five can create items that feed my needs, and my five create items that feed your needs. We now are in a symbiotic value relationship where I'm creating items that are high value to you, and you're creating items that are high value to me for our day-to-day ritual behavior. I would just create an exuberant amount when I can and use the second best until then. That's not, no, that's not true. If you were trying to win a war, if you were trying to be the best you could at open world PvP, or you were trying to be as strong as you could in like a new expedition or a new dungeon, you wouldn't say that. You'd be like, well, I want to run it now. I want to try and get the loot now. I want to get try some. I want to get some of the jewels and the items and the end game stuff in there now. And I can't, or I can, but if I want max efficiency, I need to buy some of these meals from this guy over here that's been fishing, mining, logging, harvesting, and tracking. If you create mastery and that mastery leads to items that are good for your day to day, you're not gonna wait. Oh, I'll wait a month and make it myself. No mastery concept has never felt good in any MMO when this is tried optimal players will simply pick the meta jobs and you'll create an artificial flood of the most meta items but what I am saying would protect against that because if you pick leather woodwork smelt weave and stone cutting because it's going to create day to day items that are really helpful to you in open world PvP wars and uh, outpost rush that's kind of your that's kind of your bag right and you are running that, and that's why you picked those five. But I picked fishing, mining, logging, harvesting, and tracking because of my day-to-day routines. But I get to create a couple of items that are really valuable to you in your day-to-day, and you get to create a couple of items that are really valuable to me. You've now created some symbiosis. There's no symbiosis if you can just master everything on your character. That's why people make alts. The alts pick different professions so they can make everything. Right, but you don't create a game and worry about the people that are going to be divergent and anomalous. I would wager to say 80% of the community isn't going to have the time to do that. So you don't make the game for the 10 to 20% that are going to go nuts and create alts and then not need the other people in the economy. Like, you don't make the game for them. You make the game for the 80% that'll be happy to have a specialization and something they can throw themselves at to make some coin. I understand what you're explaining. I agree on paper. It sounds good. You have to link together all the jobs so every job has useful items. I'm just saying I disagree that it works. You're disagreeing because it hasn't worked until now. Innovation always goes past the failures of the predecessors. Always. There are plenty of technological innovations and solutions inside of games that probably seemed impossible five years ago. That's not possible. No, no one's ever been able to do that. No, it's not. You can't do that. Whether it's the lighting and the texture mapping that games do now, or the ability to have so many people in a given area, or the ability to have games that run and look photorealistic while also having network connections to other players, or I mean anything in the technological realm of video games, there was probably a time where someone was like, that's not possible. No, nobody's ever been able to do that. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Uh, social environment has never worked. We just haven't done it right yet. I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting into that discussion with you. Innovation takes time since it also depends on adoption, right? Don't work. The economy will die if not changing. 
Right, like you're acting you're acting like the economy's doing great right now as it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the current system isn't actually I wouldn't say the current system's flourishing either, is it? Like people always want to criticize the alternative, but it's like your system's not working all that great right now either. If we're going to if we're going to give marks to a flourishing economy and and, you know, interwoven system within a game, I don't think New World right now would get a ton of high marks for its for its economic uh, health. If this dude grinds 200 on five accounts, good for him. He deserves the money. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we have 355 people here and no one's smashing that like button. Come on now, folks. Come on. Let's roll those likes over. Let's roll those likes over. I mean, Cheeky, I totally feel you on the argument. Just agree from past MMO experience. Yeah, I mean... That would be like playing Borderlands and say, oh, well, you know, random rolls and, um, you know, a continual grind and a live service version of a looter shooter. It's just not possible. Yeah, it's not possible. And then, like, you know, Destiny and The Division are going to be like, what now? It seems like it's possible. Now, you might say those games have pitfalls, problems, and their own shortcomings. Sure. But that doesn't mean that they didn't break through a wall that many people thought wouldn't be possible in the past, right? I have over 550 hours and I was banned for no reason. I think I got mass reported for mining on the ship in Fort uh, Damnation and now I've spent four days talking to bots from Amazon. Yeah, apparently if you get banned, trying to get it reversed is a freaking headache. It's a headache. People will just buy and sell max level accounts. They ain't going to grind that themselves. Possible. You're trying to criticize a system that hasn't had the time to work properly. Duping has been in the game since day one. EJ, if you think this system just needs more time, I'm, I, I, I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that that's the case. Did you read the report on the duping? Duping hasn't even had that much of an impact on the economy. Don't use duping as a scapegoat. The economy is in the state that it's in because everybody can create everything. And so there's an there's a there's an oversaturation of high value items. That's not because of duping. Now some servers are different than others. Sure, there are some servers that probably have more duped items that affected the economy than others, but the duped items have been removed. They've been removed. Too many sellers, not enough buyers. Right. You can't help the economy long term if uh, if you can change every so often. You're just time gating at that point. Do you have to pick them permanently? I dude, I don't know. A month is a really long time. If for an entire month I can only have mastery of fishing, mining, logging, harvesting, and tracking, then I'm going to be dependent on the rest of the people in that server for that entire month to feed me items that I need in the trade store, in the in the trade house. So that leads me to think, okay, then what, what, after four weeks, this idea that like, you're going to sit and wait for four weeks and not buy anything in the trade house because you can just switch after four weeks. Who, this happens all the time. You're describing a phantom. No one's going to do that. No one's like, I want you to imagine I pick five mastery items. And those mastery items enabled me to create really, really great stuff in the game that's high value. And creating that stuff that's high value, it goes better if I buy stuff 
from somebody else. So if there's somebody else with f- like five mastery, okay, let's just look at the game to get a picture. Let's say you're over here and you've mastered these five items over here. And I've mastered these five items over here. And both of us are attempting to create, we're, we were attempting to create items in the game that have high value. And when I'm over here on gathering, you have refining stuff you can make that helps me in my process, and I can make stuff that helps you in your process. So we're both creating items along the way to sell to each other to generate coin, and those items help the other. Okay? Now, the idea that I'm going to master all five gathering and do nothing for four weeks so that I can just wait and then do refining later that doesn't make any sense the reason that you would pick these five is to create items of value so that then you can make a bunch of coin there's do you see what I'm saying you're you're not gonna do that like why would you do that you're gonna pick the five and just sit around right I need to go to the clip Lono talking about profession lockout on previous streams. He specifically talked about the game was structured so that everyone was supposed to be able to craft everything. Yeah, it is based in that. It is based in that way. It is. That's part of the identity of the game. And allowing people to do that all the way to 100, I think is one of the charms of the game is that everything you do makes a little bing noise, makes a little level noise, right? Whether you make a, a, a bowl of soup or kill a wolf or hit a rock with your pickaxe, Everything is going ding, 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 ding. Everything's going up, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the challenge becomes, at the end, mastery is basically available to all, which makes your choices meaningless, and it oversaturates the market with high-value items. A lot of the game economy problems could be solved if there was an NPC or something that would buy items at a set price. Maybe we talked about maybe allowing that to happen at the um, at the town board. I think creating mastery lockout is antithetical to that design philosophy. It's not antithetical to the design philosophy because that design philosophy impacts zero through two hundred, and then things change once you get beyond that. So the bulk of the game still retains that identity, and. You're acting like when you get to the end game, those are the only items that matter. You would still be very pleased to know that like I'm level 200 on all these other items and I can create stuff for myself day to day. I can create items for the town board because the game allowed me to level up everything. But there's certain items that I simply cannot make. Like that's not the same as saying, "Oh no, you can't level and master. You can only do 5." You pick these five and invest in these five, and then the rest of these items you can't touch, you can't make. No, you would still have your level 200 and all your skills, and then still be able to make a significant amount of items in the game that you need, whether it's a potion, or something for the town board, or something for a bounty, or something for a quest. Um, Like I said before, we're discussing one slice of the pie when there are a lot more things that go into the economy issue, such as value of low-tier goods, no vendors and such. I think something that would help level 0 through 200 is what Techno said. And we've talked about having a town board that you could go to and exchange goods for gold. Now, where's that gold coming from? You, you would probably just have to have that, that created in the game. That, that gold has to come from somewhere, right? The game has 
generic wealth creation by I don't know you do a quest and that gold comes from somewhere it's not coming from an actual bank account the game literally generates it and creates it so you could have low level gold payout for items that you're making as you're working your way 0 to 200 and that would make those items retain some semblance of value as you're leveling up and then when you get to 200 on everything or on the ones that you really think are the most important you would then master those and start creating items of you know of, of greater of greater value <clears throat> in the beginning they created the problem changed the spawn of all the mobs they created a way for a long time that has polluted the game and now the whole market then the exploitation of doubles and infinite gold closing the market for days only made more and more spoil the whole game and an urgent solution to banning all users who use it will only end up sinking the game I don't think banning approximately 2,000 people is going to sink this game. That's that's not it. We're not considering high-level gold squeeze and that effect on the market. There's very little wealth creation at the higher levels once the quests are exhausted. That feeds into the economy health. That's something else that they're going to have to consider for sure. You have to have a way of gold earn rate at the top of the game that's just normal and rhythmic because... Creating high-value items is one way, but again, that's dependent on the market, which means you have no way of creating or generating any gold at the upper at the upper levels. You're basically stuck. You're like, well, uh, I guess I'll just, you know, do... And that's where I think a lot of the exploits have come from, is desperate players at the upper echelon that are like, I can't make gold. I can't get gold, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally stuck and unable... You know, to make anything. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, imagine if crafters don't how much like how much they're making on high tier items, and they go on strike. I mean, uh, but then there's always somebody waiting that would make it anyway, right? Somebody's gonna cross the the, the picket line. It wouldn't be that hard. It wouldn't be that hard to. If you guys haven't smashed the like button yet, do me a favor and do that. Also, it is free uh, to subscribe to the channel. That doesn't cost anything, uh, and it ensures that you can be here. Monday through Friday, we are uh, we are here doing this talk show, and we cover a lot of different games. We recently covered Outriders and Lost Ark, and we've been doing a lot of Elden Ring coverage as well. Alarian says, uh, appreciate you being so quick to engage with everyone in chat. Awesome discussion. Lono, MMO, Econ 101. Uh, though 401 stream froze uh, in Steam for free is an awesome value. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate that, Hilarion. Um Don't forget about the other ways you can support the stream. Uh, if you click the join button or use the join command, you can become a member. Uh, you can use my Amazon affiliate link anytime you're going to order anything on Amazon. It doesn't matter. You can just click that link, use the Amazon command. And we've only gotten one order of coffee today. So you can take the Madam Challenge, order some Dark Roast and some Frickmas Blend. This is our coffee, by the way. We buy it. And then my, my kiddos and my wife ship it to you with thank you notes. One of the reasons people like it so much is our original flavor, comes in a light and a dark roast, is that it has balanced acidity, which makes it very drinkable for cold brew, uh, French press, however you like to prepare it. And then the green bag, the Frickmas Blend, is probably our most popular right now. It is limited, so once it's out, it's out for this year. Once we're out of stock, that is. Um, it also wouldn't be that hard for crafters to pool their money and rip it off the market if they really wanted to. Monopolizing things is something traders do. 
Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, I think you have to allow a certain amount of, um, I don't even know what you would call it. I think there's an acceptable level of, of sinister, of sinister input in the new world economy, right? New world banning players for an exploit is not the same as, as people like plotting and scheming to make money as long as it's legitimate, right? So if, if, if you decide to avoid the market or manipulate the market or whatever, if people band together, I mean, that's not, I, I think there's a certain level of acceptability there. That's somebody being, you know, um, clever, right? Being clever isn't necessarily wrong. Being shrewd, you know, being a shrewd businessman in this game, I don't necessarily have a problem with that, right? It's when, it's the duping and the exploiting that they're banning people for. Because you're, you're literally causing the game to glitch to create wealth, and that's not, that's not good for the economy. Truth be told, it's not good for you and your experience. You're not actually experiencing the game as it's designed. You're, you're creating a, a, a degenerate way of, of engaging with the game. Like if right now you could go and walk into a, you know, into a forest and hit these three glitched trees and you do that for 10 hours a day and it nets you XP and gold that is disproportionate to how the game is designed that that economy should flow, then that's going to hurt your, you know, your engagement because you just engage with the game in a super odd and strange way. And now you've bypassed all the natural leveling, earn rate, you know, gold earn rate, you know, wealth earn rate paths and you're you're you know you let's say you're wealthy beyond all all imagination because you found some exploit that you ran in a 10-foot circle for you know for eight hours a day uh, that's not good for your experience anyway what did i think of outriders yesterday i thought it was great foundation i thought the transmog system was dope i thought the four expeditions were cool sound design in that game is still just absolutely horrid and I would love to see them do some significant sound quality adjustments to Outriders before the um, expansion next year. It's not really a reason to go back and play at length unless you want to go back and just collect every transmog item you can, which is, which is fun, kind of. Like, you're just playing and passively filling your transmog library anytime something drops. If you have trade lockouts and an unevenly distributed set of skills on that server, it would be very easy to do. What would be easy to do? Um, if crafters pool their money and rip it off the market if they wanted to. I, you're out to spell out how they would do something like that long term that would actually function well. You, I mean, you basically want to set it up to where someone feels motivated to just do the normal thing. You would just create the items and shove them into the trade house, right? Something like AFK farm during season. I don't know. Buy orders at high prices. But buying orders at high prices would feed everybody that was putting those items in the economy. It would feed all of them money. How is that a problem? 
Yo, my man Noel hitting the join button. Another new member for today. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Three new members today. Remember when you're a member to this channel, you get increased access in our Discord. So if you are looking to play games with people, whether it's Halo Infinite, New World, Battlefield, we got all sorts of rooms set up for you guys that are members here on the channels that we uh, that we that we put content on. It would make the resource impossible to get artificially inflating the price. Right, but you're not refuting or dealing with anything that I'm saying. People could do that right now, EJ. Like, you see what I'm saying? People could do that right now. N- nothing you're saying is, is, is not something that's available to do right at this moment. A bunch of really wealthy guys in a server could say, alright, we're going to make a run on, I don't know, some high value item. And they, and they all pool their money and then they, they take it all out. And then they starve the economy of that item for a couple of days. Then what? Try to sell it back at a high dollar amount? I, I don't know. Uh, did you get... Uh, How did you like Sekiro last week? Do you see yourself playing it as you do with Dark Souls 3? So I was practicing Sekiro last night, and um, I don't know, man. There are elements of Sekiro that really... I see why Dark Souls fans didn't like it. There's elements of it that I like, and there's elements of it that I don't like. We'll see. I'm just practicing runs on the drunkard right now just to basically create muscle memory of like, okay, how are you supposed to react to the various animations in this game? Because it is so different than Dark Souls. Dark Souls is all about the dodge and Sekiro is all about the parry. But I can't, the, the drunkard is just so odd. Like, I, I, I feel like it's a bad fight. You run, hit him, run. Run, hit him, run. Run, hit him, run. Run, hit him, run. Just over and over and over again. And then eventually he's low enough health. Like, there doesn't seem to be a way to get good damage on him. It's just a slow, so it's a slow, slow tick down. What's good, Abe? <clears throat> uh, Monochrome says, question. I answered the first question. Of course the devs will discover it like in WoW, those spam messages like uh, by a full achievement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I see the immature people are still not learning their lessons. Cheaters never prosper. <laughs> Drunkard is a sidestep boss. So he's a sidestep boss. Also weak to fire. Yeah, I discovered that what I should do is use... I had 10 oil and I jacked up my save because I was low on oil and I went back and rested because I was farming for the spirit stuff. So I jacked my save up. So now I start with 1 oil instead of 10. So hit him with one oil, light him on fire. Hit him with one oil, light him on fire. Like, slowly chisel him down with fire. I also was finding it to be pretty effective to run at him and do that swing attack and then immediately run back. So, like, I basically bait him to do some of his bigger attacks and I sort of stay out of his hit 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 realm and then I charge in and hit him and back out again. It doesn't make for a particularly enjoyable fight, though. I don't know. He's just a big, giant meathead that has insane agility and reach. I had to adapt, but once I did, it was fun for me. Yeah. It's like Asmongold said, the MMO player's motto is exploit early and exploit often because the people who exploit never seem to hit the consequences, never seem to be hit with the consequences severe enough. He's a boss. You have to break his health. You can't break his posture, which just feels really weird at that stage of the game. Like you get to that stage in Sekiro and it's like, why am I suddenly having to do a a, a health chisel instead of a posture break. I don't know. It just feels odd. It feels strange. 
I mean, th- today, I mean, that's what we're covering. New World banning players. I mean, th- they're they're swinging the ban hammer. You know what I'm saying? Like another New World exploit shows up, and and they start, you know, they're starting to hammer people for it. You know, if you're gonna do a New World exploit, you have to know the risk that you're taking. The most common seems to be New World duping. Duping seems to be like the number one, you know, issue with a game is that no matter what they do, duping just keeps rearing its head. Is the wealth transfer fixed? Manny, it is fixed. Dot 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 for now. I was standing in my town this morning and a guy was running around saying that there's a new one and that wealth transfers will probably be disabled again today. Are most of the bands they handed out like 24 hour temp bands? No. No. Um, So this is what they said on their forums. Um, They said, Together for these exploits, we have permanently banned over 1,200 players, removing their items from the economy. Okay. Then further down, they said that we have permanently banned an additional 460 players uh, from uh, either the original trade or newer housing exploits. So they, they, anybody that got banned for this, the 1,200 initial and the 460 later, they've all been, they've all been permanently banned. Somewhere around Ginichiro, it all clicks. The early part of Sekiro is really tough, harder than most other parts of Soul ga- Souls games. Well, and they love, Sekiro loves to poke you in the eye. Because it's like, I just want to go back and fight the, the drunkard, but I can't. I have to kill or run past seven dudes. Then I got to fight nine more just to get to them. I don't know. Oh, nice. 16 to 1700 bands. That's pretty big. For this game, I thought more people were exploiting. I thought more people were exploiting. Like, New World exploits are everywhere. And I was like, man, I don't know. That seems like a low number to me. Um, from what I've seen, Sekiro is way more punishing. Yeah. John always says 1,200 seems awfully low. There must be at least one duper per server. Yeah, but one duper per server. There's not 1,200 servers, homie. Listen, listen. I don't think it's low if you consider the premise that I've been acting on and arguing from for the past couple of weeks. If I'm correct, and most of the people playing this game are more mid lane and casual, then... then that makes sense of why so few people are doing it. The more hardcore players, the, the, as as Asmongold said, exploit early and exploit often. Well, okay. Traditional MMO fans are going to do that. They're going to find the exploits. They're going to find the, the, the weaknesses, the weak spots, the glitches, and, 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 and whatever. And when they do that, then they're going to they're, they're, they're be the ones that get caught. And they are likely in the minority. And since they're in the minority, that's why there haven't been as many bans. You know, I'm going to finish NG1 today and start NG2. Gemini Christmas. So you really like that game. I, um, I don't know. I, I've, I'm, it's, it's going to, it's going to have to grow on me. It's going to have to grow on me because currently when I play Sekiro, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a lot of the game is, uh, is frustrating me coming off of Dark Souls 3. And so I'm like, I'm sympathizing with the Dark Souls fans that didn't like it. I'm like, I don't know about all this. Uh, this is rough. This is rough. This is a little irritating. Um, it's one of the only from game that you platinumed. 
Game Pass Ultimate, which is a dollar on PC, gives you three months of YouTube Premium and 75 days of Crunchyroll and three months of Nitro. So, yeah, Game Pass is coming with a lot of stuff. What Eugene is saying, but I can also say Sekiro, once he gets past Madam Butterfly, um, will probably be one of Lono's favorite games. Yeah, I've had a lot of people tell me that. They're like, you just gotta get past that early hump, man. You gotta get past the early hump. Um, If you're new and you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, hit subscribe and then take our poll. New world exploits, are they concerning long term? We are nearing 400 votes on the poll. It's at the top of the chat there. 55% are saying, yes, this seems concerning or this seems to be ongoing. And 45% saying, no, they will figure it out. Saying, no, the exploits are concerning. So pretty much split down the middle, 55-45. We're talking about the latest New World exploit that has led to New World banning players. And they took to the, uh, the forums to speak pretty strongly about it. Um. You have to learn how to parry in Sekiro. Well, it's more complicated than that because if you try and do a parry, if you try to do parry on the drunkard, you're going to lose. He doesn't really allow you to do that. He breaks your posture within like two hits, maybe three. He hits too hard. You can't really go full parry on him. It doesn't work. I did one playthrough and I stopped. I just felt super satisfied after killing the final boss. Sekiro allows you to make offense your defense, though. Well-timed attacks can be a parry. When it clicks for you, the game is so satisfying. I already started to see that, Omar. I already started to see that, like, there are some enemies that, instead of waiting for the block, you can just swing on them. Right? You can just swing on them. What's good, Oni? Or Oni? Um, Noel says, It's hard enough for me to keep an interest in a game. I don't see how you could be cheating and not lose interest in a game. I think cheating comes from a variety of ways. So, the latest... The latest New World exploit. Um, man, that looks crisp on that screen, Pico. Uh, looking crisp there. That looks nice. Um, I think I think cheating comes in a variety of ways. I think people, some people do it out of desperation. Some people do it out of just like pure habitual. That's just how they engage with games. They just, they find the cheats. They find the shortcuts. That's just what they do. Um... But I also think cheating exploits and things of that nature in games, they tend to spread the way the, you know, the flu or a cold spreads, right? You get around people doing it or you get around people that are, you know, on your server doing it and it kind of spreads. You're like, well, I guess I might as well. Or, well, everybody else is doing it, right? Also, the drunkard and Madam Butterfly are 100% optional. You can revisit at any time. Oh, I'm 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 practicing because I have a date with Madam Butterfly. Okay, if I'm gonna get back into Sekiro and play it at length, her and I have a we. There's a reckoning because <laughs> she's the reason I stopped playing, and her and I have a date, and I'm gonna take her down. When there's a potential real-world trading benefit to exploiting, it will always be worth the risk to desperate players looking to make a quick buck. That's the other thing you have to consider. The economy of cheating. I covered that in a video recently with respect to, you know, Call of Duty ramping up their efforts to ban people, right? You can go progress and come back, though. You know what? That is true, Eugene. I could get to that one point and be like, all right, I got fire. I got the hammer. Now let me go take out the ogre and just and just go that route instead. Um, so 
Key to Madam Butterfly is to be twice as aggressive as she is. I remember people telling me, they're like, you can't play her passive, man. You gotta go after her. You gotta go after her. You gotta go after her. I was like, I was too new to the game. You know, I was too new to the game. I was just like, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Paul says, messing with packets is not that easy, so I don't think a lot of people would have been doing it anyway. Yeah, one of the reasons that the banning batch was 1,200 and then like 460 people is likely, I would think, because you're you're dealing with people that have to be slightly sophisticated in the realm of like how to do something like that, right? Once you have the flame tool, go to the ogre. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to have people kind of guide me through that game. I mean, obviously, I'm giving you guff about you know using wikis, but it definitely makes those games a whole lot more enjoyable when somebody's like, dude, no. Go back, take a right, get this thing. There you go. Um, that would be that would be better. You know what I mean? Um. <laughs> uh, I think companies are doing it to gain an advantage on the map, says John. We had one company declare war after war after war, and we have no idea how they're financing it. Huh. Do they have other territories that could be really profitable for them? You know what I'm saying? They could have like a workhorse territory that's that's generating enough cash. I, I don't I don't know. I that's been something people have, have become, you know, pretty vocal about. They've said that um there is uh there's two there you can you can basically say well, what were they saying? They were saying that wars were happening too often, and then the New World devs came back and said the fastest interval it can be is like every two days. So they felt that they felt that the war rhythm was fair, is what they felt. Um, that doesn't mean that we're all going to agree with them. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're all going to agree with them, but that's that's how they felt about it. So. Declaring doesn't cost that much. Yeah, I mean, I, I've that's one aspect of the game that I just I just haven't really engaged with all that often. Um, it just it just it doesn't interest me. I'm happy to I'm happy to quest and level and get stronger and run dungeons. Like you know, I'm almost I'm you know I'm 58 and some change. So you know, today, you know, my well rested didn't roll didn't roll over as much as I thought it would though. Um, the last time I took a break from the game, it rolled over a lot more than this. Um, the bar is not quite as full, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many days you have to wait for the bar to go all the way over and wrap again. Because the last time I took a break from the game, it wrapped all the way around. All outlier territories, declaring is only like. 30k I could go declare two separate wars by myself (laughs) this guy coming in this guy coming in he's like I'll bankroll it I'll bankroll your war uh best face check says my server had exploiters race to 60 conquer the map and then transfer off now we're 300 broke tunes with a garbage map waiting for merges it's not fun yo it's good wheezy that's why I tried to tell people that like exploiting it's not innocuous, it's not neutral it has an effect 
15k is the highest bid, but you can choose cheaper. Oh, somebody's saying, yeah, wars are 15k. Okay. I thought Lona was 40, not 58. He was good for almost 60. That joke. I think somebody makes that joke every every time I mention that. Is that you, Mitch? Are you are you the faithful guy making that joke? Um, I played Outriders for like five hours yesterday. Good times, man. It's really fun. We sound design is still brain rattlingly bad, and uh, I liked getting all the different transmog options and legendary drop rates seemed to be in a good place. You know, it uh, it was good. I thought it was very very good. Um, it was uh, it was enjoyable. Um. I thought it was I thought I thought it was good groundwork. I thought it was good groundwork. I don't think this is necessarily going to change how much people play right now like the Outriders Steam charts. Let's see how where they peaked yesterday. Uh Outriders Steam charts and they peaked at 6,500, which is up from peaking at, you know, 900 players a day. So that's not bad for Steam. I don't know about the other platforms, you know. If every platform peaked like that, you know, that's decent foundation. Certainly not a resurgence, though. Saints Row got delayed from February to August. Yo, what's good, Sven? That, I, I, I have a feeling that won't be the, the last game to get delayed out of February. I think anybody who is of a slightly smaller size is going to get delayed out of February because they're not going to want to compete with Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, and like Witch Queen. I wouldn't be surprised if what's that game? Tifu or is it Sifu? I wouldn't be surprised if it gets delayed out of February just because it's just too that the month is too dense. It's just super dense right now. It's like when you eat a chocolate cake that like is so dense you need to drink a milk after like every bite. You know what I'm saying? February is so jam-packed full. What's up? Late arrival to work and lurk. Thank you Jim for being here. Appreciate seeing you there. Is it Shifu? No, not Tifu. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not Turner. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I think it's Shifu. Anyone who isn't from Bungie or Gorilla needs to delay out of February. Yeah. <clears throat> Sifu. S I F U. That's right. That's right. That's, that's what it is. Um, that's it. That's it. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm just hoping to get a PS5 by February. I don't really want to play Elden Ring on PS4. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. The old seafood diet, radical. You need to that. You need to stop. You must be stopped, Rad. <laughs> Master Shifu. <laughs> Shifu, dude. Shifu, a lot of people. <laughs> She, she fooled me. She fooled me once. Shame on, shame on her. She fooled me twice. Shame on me, dude. She fooled. That is that is truly awful. That is truly that is truly bad. Distorted said, "I don't know. Halo was annoying." And I got no joy out of playing five hours big team battle. It was bad. <laughs> well, no, please, man. I haven't even finished my coffee. Seafood diet was better. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Uh. <laughs> uh. 
nothing but power weapons and vehicles and the 4v4 arena stuff is just boring and sweaty no middle ground to any mode I gotta give that one to rad oh that's fine that's fine she cheats though it's not fair right being all like cute and pregnant and stuff that isn't fair let's see what the halo infinite steam charts say it's a beta though right oh no it's being classified as halo infinite so their peak of 256,000 players has not been unseated so that has stayed the same and uh, 77,000 were playing one minute ago uh, on Steam so it's settled into a more predictable rhythm of anywhere from 50 to maybe it'll 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 peak back up to the 100,000s today my brain is bigger it's okay <laughs> everything's about to be bigger soon <laughs> hey <Hey-o! laughs> <laughs> don't tell madam on me don't tell rad that was fair that was totally fair that is allowed we are friends and you are you're you're great and i complimented your eyebrows the other day that's that's totally fair i think that was a hunter that was a fair shot <laughs> that was a fair shot that was a fair shot right <laughs> oh my gosh <clears throat> you're realizing what I realized 20 years ago says Eugene I look in the mirror and I'm like who do those belong to I like that you said those I like that you said those because I was going to say you know eh, it's it's not bad <laughs> it's not bad some some of the stuff getting bigger it's uh there's no complaints You, I, 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 I'm not going to complain <laughs> I'm not going to complain oh golly I second the cancel oh come on come on rad and I are friends isn't that the isn't that the get out of jail free card like we're friends so I can say whatever I want I I thought that's how that worked (laughs) I swear some days Lono's just trying to get cancelled again I feel so uncomfortable why What's the big deal? It's just jokes about human anatomy. Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything out of out of line. My dad said that when I got pregnant, you're going to have the biggest uh, body part in this town. <laughs> uh, that, that reminds me, Rad. It's, it might be time for that OnlyFans. It might be time. I mean, you know, it it could be a hundred percent okay. <laughs> no one's gonna say anything, right? Because you have the you have the armor, you know. No one's gonna say anything nasty. <laughs> it's kind of funny. My diehard Halo fans fans, I'm oh, sorry, were giving me grief over uh, finding ranked fun, and now they don't want to play big team battle or quick play. Oh, I'm making you feel uncomfortable, Abe. It's fine to fire up that twit. It's time to fire up that twit locker, <laughs> Abe. I I hate to break it to you, but um, I, I don't know if you realize this or not. You're a man, <laughs> so no one cares if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> you got a lot working against you, my friend. <laughs> the culture's gonna say, "Dude, shut up! No one cares. No one cares that you're uncomfortable. Who the frick cares?" <laughs> Uh, 
I've had some peeps online have said some things about me uh, that would uh, make me a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eugene says, I care, Abe. <laughs> but a black man, they don't give... That's what I'm saying, Abe. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really, Wheeze? Really? Okay. All right. Let's do a let's do a social experiment, Wheezy, and let's see how many people care about whether or not you guys feel uncomfortable. Let's see, because <laughs> there's a lot of really dark and macabre jokes I could make right now, but I'm not going to because I like my YouTube channels. <laughs> but I have a feeling that the cultural do- the culture doesn't really care if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> we we have definitive proof of this. Do do we not? <laughs> Do we not? <laughs> People will care in February. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Look out two years from now. You're done again. Oh, come on, rad. <laughs> All I got to say is for the culture. <laughs> I care whether or not they like boob jokes or not. Oh, my gosh. Lono getting canceled. I've already seen that episode. Nothing but reruns on YouTube. That's right. That's right. Holy Toledo. (laughs) That's why Rad hasn't sent me any of the Kratos cosplay stuff yet. She was waiting for this moment. She was waiting for this moment. She wanted it to be... I mean, if we look at Kratos, you know, she needed to upgrade a little bit if she was going to be Kratos. (laughs) Give me 30 years and I'll look like the Thor in Ragnarok. <laughs> the big barrel version of Thor. He looks like a freaking keg. <laughs> he looks like a keg of man. <laughs> he doesn't look he does not look <laughs> He doesn't he doesn't look like a like a thin strong dude. He looks like he's got that dad. He's got the dad bod plus some. <laughs> Sven says Wheeze, get me into the cookout. You don't get into the cookout by asking, Sven. That's like the first rule. <laughs> that's like the first rule, bro. <laughs> Pregnant Kratos. Yeah, that's that works. I think it works, Rad. <laughs> uh, you got to pass the written test in the interview. <laughs> Poor Sven, man. Poor Sven. Uh... Have you been banned or know anyone that didn't cheat or dupe that was banned? There's been a couple people today. Uh, New World banning players is apparently hitting innocent folks. Apparently it is. Wait, did I thank Noel Reed for his membership? That was a while ago. Noel, did I thank you for that? I feel like I did. Uh, I feel like I did. I hope I did. I hope I did. Um, Thick Thor, best Thor. Agreed. Um. Um. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, creature, for that tooltip in the video. That's fine. Um, some of the accusations against you reminded me of the Family Guy episode where Peter tried to accuse John Travolta of touching him. The judge goes, not only do we have proof that you never knew John Travolta, but we have evidence you weren't even in the same state as him at the time. <laughs> yeah, like somebody saying they were at a Twitch party with me. <laughs> And I wasn't at the party that they're... <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Wasn't even there. <laughs> I was snug, 
you know, probably sleeping in my bed at the time. No, I'm not watching the Spider-Man trailer on purpose. You read it? Okay, thank you, Noel. I couldn't remember if I did or not. I saw it on my dashboard and, like, freaked out. The only people I know who got banned was for killing a dungeon boss over and over, and they got a 24-hour. I'm seeing people on the forums that are like, hey, I got permabanned, and I didn't do anything. I'm seeing it. Right? I'm seeing it. Um, people pay quite a bit uh, for things and stuff. They do they do butters but that doesn't mean that that people want that to be seen (laughs) don't I think you'll be disappointed yeah I'm waiting I'm waiting one of my good friends who's a dev at blizzard just got permabanned the only thing he did in the game was farm iron and play the market and make around 100k at mid level Hmm. hey that's not milky no it's somebody else (laughs) somebody else with that name Myself and my friend were banned. It's a long day. We did nothing wrong. We just wanted to play after work. I want cheaters banned. We appeal the bans and haven't gotten a response yet. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Rad's like my husband. The market's my husband. That'd be it. Yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be happy. Well, for now he will, and then and and then he'll have to like massage your swollen feet, and then that that kind of turns everything in another direction. <laughs> I felt so bad for my wife's feet during her first pregnancy I mean it looked like they were gonna pop like I'm had to massage them every night and then we discovered that like a cold compress would like shrink her foot all the way down to normal size so little tip little tip get a nice freezer get those nice like freezer foot wrap things makes a huge difference outside of new world a lot of these online games are getting sloppy with swinging the band hammer look at apex for example I'm not seeing anything about apex um uh, he's been great. He's an ideal husband to a pregnant lassie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's tough, because, like, you want to help, but you're like, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't have any idea what's going on. <laughs> uh, late checking in tonight. What's shaking? Yo, what's good, Derek? <clears throat> Lona was very thankful for those foot wraps, sounds like. I mean, I will literally smell the lotion that we use. It was like a coconut lime lotion. I smell that lotion and it takes me back. So, like, my hands cramping up. Because it was the only way to give her some relief before before bed. Like, it's just rubbing the snot out of her feet. Just, just absolutely. And my, man, my thumbs and hands would cramp up. It was rough. Um, second, our, her second, our second kid, our son, she changed her diet a bit and it helped big time stayed away from like salty fast food and it made a big difference in the in the swollen feet thing <clears throat> I think and wish the community could come together and require Amazon to do more in terms of customer service the problem is people automatically assume because someone got banned they cheated oh I don't assume you cheated there's been plenty of people. There was a guy on the forums and there was a guy on Reddit who got it overturned and they were like, we are so sorry about this. And it took him forever to get a response. A lot of people have been banned wrongfully. I wonder if they will just let people remain banned or do some kind of uh, ban withdrawal. I mean, I've never been banned from a game in my life, right? So the Matrix Resurrections poster is out. Wait, did they get Lawrence Fishburne? It looks like he, uh... 
Looks like he slimmed down a bit for the role. Uh, I've been paying attention to my diet. I'm not perfect, but I've been making an effort to not go hard on junk, which I could totally do. I think for her, it was the salty stuff because fast food has so much salt and sodium in it. That's what, when she cut that the second time around, it really helped with the swelling. Um, That's not Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, who is that? It's super small on my monitor. So all I saw was the, the suit and the bald head. They recast him? What? Why? Just just don't have him in the movie. A different actor playing Morpheus? Cool. I officially don't like it. <laughs> I officially don't like the movie. <laughs> already, I already don't like it. It's a younger version? Oh, brother. It's Abdul Yaya Mateen. I mean, in Discord, it's a Twitter embed. So all I saw was his colorful jacket and a bald head and the glasses. I can't see him. Movie's going to be a stinker. Yeah, I feel like they're just trying to cash in on, on Keanu. It's a Keanu cash grab, if you ask me. Keanu is just such a hot ticket right now. He's just such a hot ticket. They aren't calling him Morpheus. There are story reasons they're using a different actor. Well, at least they'll have a reason. (laughs) Hopefully they have a reason then. Because I feel like he was such a central piece. Them guys don't need money? Dude, what do you mean? Companies want to make money. Whoever's behind it, what do you mean? They want to make money. That's that's part of that's part of what they do. Uh, I don't want to believe Connie, Keanu would have signed on for a cash grab unless it was actually good. He doesn't pick movies for money. I don't know. I don't know. Governor in my server got banned. Lamau. Oh, brother. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They killed Morpheus off in the game, which they said was canon. That's why he's not in it. I don't know. He was killed off in Matrix Online. Huh. One word. Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, Keanu didn't have any idea how bad Cyberpunk was. It looks like he just walked off the set of John Wick to do a couple of shots. Wouldn't be shocked if he's in it isn't in it that much. That would be kind of weird. You know how much money they probably had to pay him to be in it, and then, then he wouldn't be in it that much. <clears throat> Cyberpunk story is great. I mean, if he only saw the the script for Cyberpunk, yeah, he probably thought it looked pretty good. Um, I don't know. Did you guys see Cyberpunk got nominated for a video game award? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, holy moly. Yeah, dude. Sorry, I tried to say it without laughing. Yeah, they got nominated for art. What is it? Best RPG? I don't understand, man. What, what does that mean? 
Is it like, are we living in like a simulation and, and, and cyberpunk being bad is a part of like a real life RPG to see how people respond to it or something? Best RPG in a year with no RPGs. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> hey, Lono, it's Mel- Mrs. Melrose's 40th birthday today. Can she get a shout out? For putting up with you, she sure can. 40 years. You know, I imagine she's aging better than you, so hopefully you're counting your blessings, sir. Um, <laughs> you better do something nice for her today, okay? <laughs> Happy birthday, <laughs> Mrs. Melrose. That's my gift to you, roasting your husband. Only the best <laughs> only the best and choicest of meats. A roasted husband. Cyberpunk leased that nomination. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, maybe there's an award for losing the most money. <laughs> Cyberpunk was a technological disaster, but it did have a few things going for it. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. You know, that'd be like being like giving a, you know, a, you know, and the best four door sedan award goes to, well, this car was nominated because there was only five four door sedans that came out this year. <laughs> It barely runs, has engine problems, and at least five recalls. <laughs> but it's on the list. Only the best roast by Rageous Roast today. That's right. That's right. Could we get some people to endorse Rageous Roast in the chat today? We only have one coffee order, and we, we really need to see three orders a day, or Madam won't feed me. My wife won't feed me if, I, if she doesn't see three coffee orders a day. Uh... Fairyman says, Jake, list them, please. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll list things that they had going for it. I, I think graphically, Cyberpunk is very good. I think character design in the game is very, very good. Um, I think they created an internal system of like leveling an RPG that was that was good. It just it just kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> like there are elements of Cyberpunk that are good. I mean, as much as I dog that game. There are things about it that are that are dope, right? Does ordering coffee twice count? <laughs> there you go. We got folks voting for Dark Roast. Uh, Frickmas is getting a couple of votes. Tellorin's putting the the traffic light special in the in the room there. Relationship building in Cyberpunk was next level. Yeah, I didn't really get to that part. I didn't get to that point. Kenneth says I never drank coffee until Rageless Roast. There you go. Reminds me of top 10 videos where there are only about 10 of what's being listed. Gameplay systems were really shallow. Yeah. Look here, Chad. If you're not drinking Rageless Rose as your morning coffee of choice, I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> Bowers is just going full on the offensive, like just insulting people for not, uh, for not drinking it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, that ladder one. <laughs> the ladder climb down is so good. <laughs> he just throws his arms down, like floats down the ladder. How does that even happen? <laughs> How does that even happen? There were literal there were literally things that made it into Cyberpunk that were like alpha level tech level like tech test level problems. It's like how is this even in the game? Like, what are you doing? You know, people are like, what are those? It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) 
Another great system. What's that? What's that, dude? What's he doing? What? Oh, that's reason enough to play right there. <laughs> he sent that dude to the freaking moon, bro. Sent him to the moon. All right, save image. We got to get the gameplay uh, stream scheduled here. Let's see. When's the last time we did some just basic uh, new world gameplay? Where is it? Uh, there it is. We'll reuse those settings there. Tends to do pretty good. And uh, that's it. And tags. Good. So there we go. We'll uh, We'll just do some... Some faction questing today, and uh, we'll get my guy rounded out here. But we won't do that for a while. We'll do that at noon. We will do that. And then stream holding, I'm going to need to save this image. Save. And then we'll go in here. That's perfect. Okay. All right, that's scheduled for later uh there we go and is that stupid past brock let me check on this past broadcast Ooh, come on now still processing that just is so freaking aggravating like don't even have the feature like don't even have the feature to like cut blur edit trim a past broadcast like don't give me the feature if it literally takes 24 hours to process it's a worthless feature Love the background stream. Uh, stay strong. Oh, thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. Uh, definitely not, says Fairyman. It's made on lies. It was supposed to be an open world, and yet anytime uh, you want to go up to a few floors, uh, you need to get on a loading lift. You think Cyberpunk will ever be patched to an acceptable state? No. No, I don't think so. No. I think, I think too much of what's wrong with Cyberpunk is just baked into the crust of the game. I'm serious. I, I, don't, I don't think you can fix what's wrong with that game. I don't think it's possible. I really, truly don't. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Because there are people that defend that game to the death. Hey, another coffee order. There it is. A bag of dark roast to Rat King Rhett. There it is. Two coffee orders. Who's going to make sure we hit our third order for the day? Oh, there's a reason Neo looks like John Wick. Yeah, they're merging the universes. For $15 every two weeks, you can support a struggling streamer, Lono, by purchasing the best darn coffee on the planet. <laughs> uh, explicit. Ugh. Maximum numbers of orders already created? What are you trying to do? You trying to order coffee and it said that? Eugene says, I bet they abandoned their DLC. They can't sell it. Ham says, I believe they can fix it. The real question is, would they? No, I think they have way too much work to do. I think they have way too much work to do. It, I'm telling you, they'd have to remake the game. It, there, there would be elements of the game that they would have to literally rebuild from the ground up. I'm avoiding the trailer, Sven. I marginally know, I, I, you know, I, I fractionally know what's in it. Uh, I fractionally know what's in it. And uh, I don't want to know any more than that. 
Oh, the trading post in New World, you max out the number of orders you could post. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, no one is buying the game if they release it. Oh, like the DLC or whatever. Um, RPG of the year. <laughs> RPG of the year, bro. It's the RPG. It's the RPG of the year, my man. <laughs> uh, oof. That felt good. Um, they're indeed... Yeah, I know tattoos. I'm avoiding it because like, I know I'll watch the movie and I'll probably love literally every minute of it. So I don't need to... Uh, I don't need to see a trailer. I just don't need to. You know what I mean? Um... Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like, I, I've I've watched some of these uh, trailers recently, um, and it's just like I see way too much, right? Um, Best RPG, it's level one now, but just you wait. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Man, all this nonsense with uh, <laughs> that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the stream, stream labels or whatever. Gemini Christmas. Have you watched the new Dexter? No, I have not gotten a chance to watch it. No. <clears throat> um. Hang on. Okay. <clears throat> really poor game, Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh. Holy smoke. Oh, I already read that. They're dropping Cyberpunk. The update to the timeline is stagnant. Huh. Can't be a true member of Team Punch a Goose if you're not drinking Rageless Rose. That's correct. That's cr- correct. Yeah. You can't. It's not possible. Super spoiler, I believe the movie will also have Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the first trailer and I was like, you guys showed way too much, you know? D-Flow says, I never played Cyberpunk on console, only on PC, and I ever saw, all I ever saw was one droopy tree. I never had any issues. Would have liked the shooting to have been better, but otherwise it was great. I mean, even on PC, all right, if you, if you manage to not have any of the any of the if you if you if you have none of the um well, how do I want to phrase this if you have none of the technological problems i still don't think that means that the game doesn't have fundamental issues you know what i mean have you seen the most current cd project red roadmap for the game it's nothing but vague lines yeah i i don't know i think they're just going to slowly get distance from it yeah and just set it out to see you know there was a really cool like sim survival game that we were gonna that I was gonna check out called Among Trees, and then like all of the reviews said the same thing. They were like they basically launched an incomplete game. They moved on to another game. This is 1.0. It's got so many problems and glitches. 
and it looked like it had so much potential and um, the reviews were really bad and it's like it just, it just wouldn't surprise me if they take a similar line of thinking here you know wouldn't surprise me <clears throat> never gonna buy another CD project right game seriously disappointed I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna stop me from from buying anymore but you know it'll definitely be a, you know a cautionary tale for their future titles Among Trees was beautiful. It looked phenomenal, but the reviews were like, it's got so many problems and glitches and broken broken pieces to the content loop. They were like, uh, you know, they're like, and they're not supporting it. They basically, from what the reviews said, they were dropping the game. They were just like, here it is. Play it as is if you want. And I don't know. It looked gorgeous. Hated reading those reviews. Yeah. I don't know how they didn't learn from Witcher 3. The thing that is weird about The Witcher 3, though, Eugene, is, like, The Witcher 3 was a good game underneath once they fixed the bugs. Like, Cyberpunk had more bugs, and then the game underneath was just kind of a mess. Any thoughts on GTA Remastered? It's, 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 it's freaking. it's so close to being, like, criminal. (laughs) It's about as close to being criminal as you can get. They released a, a, a product that is literally broken. It's it's like, we overuse the word broken, and here is why I push back on people describing New World as broken. Because then when an actual broken, non-functioning pile of crap launches, and you call it broken, you're using the same word you used for New World, because like some of the endgame stats didn't work right, and there was missing currencies from the game. But like GTA trilogy launches and that literally won't some of the game parts of the game won't even play. Like won't load, won't stay running, constant crashes. Have you seen the clips of GTA trilogy when it's raining? No. I saw a guy that figured out if you wiggle the stick, your car just eternally grows. <laughs> I don't understand. The GTA remaster is the most lazy anti-consumer POS I've ever seen. Blame higher-ups, but using AI to do everything and clearly not even checking it to shove it out the door is insanely irresponsible. It's like the fastest money grab they've ever done. Yeah, the wiggle bug. The wiggle bug, bro! (laughs) The growing car! I was like... I was like, we can go further. Keep going keep going bro I want the game I want the game to literally just be a car (laughs) the car gets so large (laughs) that it's literally the game just the whole whole game is filled with this car dude (laughs) you've not seen it oh if they wiggle the joystick the car just gets it just grows (laughs) like a streaky dink it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger like what is this (laughs) this is the worst looking this is the worst looking rain i have ever seen in a video game (laughs) it is literally 
It's just the same animation. It looks like television snow, like applying, <laughs> just following the car everywhere it goes. <laughs> How? How do you? How does this happen? How? I don't understand. <laughs> if you wiggle your car. <laughs> if you wiggle your car, it just keeps growing. I feel like the game models came straight out of those Mafia City ads. Can you show it? Uh, oh, the rain. All right, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. I'm in, I'm in New World. Hang on. All right, hang on. All right, let me show you the rain one first. Hang on, dude. This is so bad. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Here, here's the rain. It just follows you. It's just an overlay. It's literally... <laughs> it's, it's a rain animation overlay. And it just follows you wherever you go, dude. It's like your own little personal rain cloud. <laughs> like, I can hear Winnie the Pooh. I'm just a black rain cloud. <laughs> what the frick, bro? What did you do, bro? Who made this? Who is responsible? Let me show you the growing car. Let me show you the growing car. Hang on. Oh, golly. Oh, my. It's so bad. It's so bad, dude. This is unbelievable. <laughs> so if he wiggles the car, <laughs> keep. I want you to watch this now. I want you to watch this. <laughs> it's getting bigger. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's growing. It's growing, chat. Look. <laughs> This is a game that you can pay money for and play. This is so bad. It doesn't even make any sense. How? <laughs> Back it up, Terry. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, golly, dude. How do you create something? What are these screenshots, bro? What are these shots, bro? What? What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> What happened to him? <laughs> it's like they got, it's like they got halfway shoving him through something. <laughs> it's like they were shoving through him through something to shrink him and they got his head and his shoulders through and they're like, that's enough. Pull him out. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> Ha ha ha!
not dead? What's happening? What happened to his neck? <laughs> like he got stepped on by a car. Yeah, man. I'm doing all right, though. They ran over my neck. <laughs> oh, 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 gosh. <laughs> oh, oh. It's like... It's like they, it's, it's almost like someone was playing with the dimensions of the game, like fiddling around. You know what I mean? It's like someone was goofing. Like, look at this. Look at this. It's like someone just pinched his neck. They're like, yeah. What and why? What? What? Where are his eyeballs? Where are his eyeballs, bro? <laughs> I can't. Sh I'm not showing that one, Barrier. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Those biddies—they look like eyes in a. It looks like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> hang on hang on this one's it this is the one no 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 where is it where is it where's the new one come on what's the new one's title it ends in qm oh here it is here it is <laughs> this is the this is it this this is it, Chad. <laughs> what did they do to him? <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. I got another one. <laughs> These are so bad. <laughs> he just looks dead inside. He looks dead inside, bro. <laughs> How do the older graphics convey more emotion in life? And then this guy is just like, kill me now. <laughs> kill me now. Right here in his diner. Put a gun right between my eyes. <laughs> just do it. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger, Harvey. I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> I don't feel anything. Sky has, sky has scurvy. This guy has scurvy, bro. <laughs> That's a woman. <laughs> That's CJ's girlfriend. What did they do? <laughs> Who? Who is responsible for this, bro? <laughs> Guys like, I'm just riding my bike, dude. My arms look like rubber. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I got scurvy. <laughs> I don't eat enough fruit. <laughs> Got wavy bones. 
Oh my gosh, my stomach hurts. It's so awful. It's so awful. This one, this one still takes the cake. <laughs> this one. <laughs> this one still takes the cake, dude. He's like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and why are his fingernails so white? They're like glowing. Mr. Glass on a bike. <laughs> they called me Mr. Glass. <laughs> it was because of the kids. It was because of what they called me. They called me Mr. Glass. <laughs> this guy right here. They, they put a fat Albert mod in the game, dude. <laughs> oh. Oh. Woo. Oh. They removed... They removed the better functioning versions of these games from the stores to sell this trash. <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on a minute. Hang on. I think I have that video as a reply to one of the other videos. Hang on. Back. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is this? What is this chat? What is this nightmare? <laughs> What is happening? Oh. <laughs> it's long neck from the land before time. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's like a horror game. He's like <laughs> I'm Bobby the Bald Gangster, and I'm coming for you. Coming for you, Bald Bobby the Gangster, gonna eat you for lunch. I was praying. I was praying for the timing. <laughs> I was praying for it. <laughs> oh, golly. How, dude? The qu I have so many questions. So many questions. Wasn't someone in the office like, we simply can't launch this. It's so bad. Didn't anybody tell them? Like, it is in the most literal sense. It is a pile of trash, bro. It's so bad. Can I pull up the GTA Trilogy Metacritic? You guys want to see? Oh, my. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's holy moly. Look at the Metacritic, bro. Look at this.
an average user score of 0.5. 4,000 people have given it a negative score out of 4,221 ratings. Somehow 129 people gave it positive. It's got a 0.5. That's insanity, bro. That's so low. You want to see another game that is just absolutely tanking according to the users? It's this, this is when you know there's a problem, okay, with review culture. A 77, and then the users are giving it a 2.5, right? And there are people down here being thoughtful. This review contains spoilers, right? I'm getting tired of rushed releases. What a shame such a great development studio dragged down by greedy publishers. Like, these are not review bombers, man. 2.5, bro. Oof. Holy. Like... How do you do this? Like this is this is what's genuinely curious to me. You remember when that they literally did that? Somebody put like you remember the picture that the woman like repainted and she tried to fix like the painting of Jesus and it literally ended up looking like an out of focus like monkey or something. How do you do this? The the the, the image above is better. I don't understand. It's like you applied, like, the Wallace and Gromit filter or something. It's like, yeah, you know, the original game, the pixels are a little bit sharp, and the textures are rendered at a very sort of low resolution. Let's apply uh, the Wallace and Gromit claymation filter. What the frick is this at the bottom? It looks like Human Fall Flat infected GTA with the virus. Like, what in the actual frick did you do to this game? What is that? It's worse than the original. Like, who who did this? Who was responsible for this? Who turned around and like, oh no, that's good. Oh yeah, that's good. Have you seen Human Fall Flat? Yeah, we want that level of detail for our models. We want their arms to flop around and their faces to look non-distinct and less detailed. Their faces up above look more detailed than the faces on the bottom. And what is going on with the guy with the headband? He looks like he's scared to death. And then the guy next to him is like pouting. It's because they used a mobile port and then they used AI to upscale and do stuff, it's worse than worse? My gosh. I, I don't understand. I, I, it's, like, it's like taking a cake out of the oven and being like, okay, if we really strip it down and squash it down and put enough cheese and pepperoni on it, we can turn this into a pizza. No, you can't. <clears throat> what have I walked into? Oh, just the... GTA Trilogy getting a 0.5 on Metacritic and we're showing the world why. Like, what an absolute freaking disaster. Did you guys see that OBS called out Streamlabs too? Everybody's calling out Streamlabs. So, OBS Project says Streamlabs was asked not to use the OBS name for their their slobs software, S-L-O-B-S software, after a separate live streaming service pointed out similarities in the Streamlabs studio and their Lightstream product. So basically, Streamlabs has just been copying. They did the same thing to uh, Elgato. They used the term Stream Deck 
for their mobile <clears throat> for their mobile stream controlling software. So Streamlabs is getting like taken to the cleaners. <clears throat> B theft auto. Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like, doesn't it? It's 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 freaking terrible. It's so bad. What they do, it's not new. I know, it's, it's, to me, you know what I honestly thought of, Creature, last night? You know what I honestly thought of? I thought, this is the curtain on the streaming industry getting pulled back just a little bit further, right? You think all these companies and all these streamers are so good and so generous and so pure. No, this industry is absolutely ruthless and cutthroat from the bottom to the top. <laughs> the, the curtain's just getting pulled back a little bit more. You know, it was all fine and dandy in the heyday of like purple and all this stuff that's been going on, but you're just continuing to see company after company and person after person get shown for what they are. <laughs> Somebody sent me a great video last night about, uh, <laughs> you guys should all go and sub to a channel called Friday Night Arcade. You should guy makes great content and the video was just just so eye-opening i was like wow this is and and the video got published on the guy's channel literally the night everything happened with me about oh man it's great it's great do a little research into friday night arcade another situation where streamers just showing their true colors friday night arcade is great you should support that channel and support that guy his videos are dope the video came out like last year and he had like I don't know, I think 34k subs, and he's recently gotten 50k subs. So, good for Friday Night Arcade. Good for them. Um. Yeah, so. Happy birthday! There you go, there you go. (laughs) Cyberpunk, we had the worst launch in history. Whoa there, hold our beer. Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) I want to make a channel called I said I could pay my bill but yeah 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 yeah. they're just going to keep selling more and more editions of GTA yeah maybe Maybe. Dangers of open source? Right. running today oh i didn't even see i don't know which ones you've uploaded i mean i could see that you had uploaded two but i don't know what they are unless you've gone through and named them um my dashboard's been slow af yeah i don't know what those are they hit once i was live so i couldn't like watch them to see (laughs) 
both ready. No hand the YouTube one. I mean, not every video is going to be a banger for me. Lost new team. Whichever, whichever you want, it doesn't matter. Neither of them are going to be particularly strong. <clears throat> OBS is getting messed uh, by open source. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think OBS is in any danger. I really don't. I think their product is good, and more people are going to trust and rely on them. Um, well, for me, this comes down to a matter of branding and naming. Like, why are you allowed to do that? Just because your software is open source, does that mean you can't, like, trademark your name or copyright your name or something? I don't know. That was the issue with Friday Night Arcade. This guy sent me this video, and there's a guy with a channel literally named... His brand name is Friday Night Arcade. And this other guy thought he could use the term, but he just attached his name to the front of it. So it would be like me doing, like, Lono's Friday Night Arcade. And he thought that was being nice. I'm like, but that's his brand's name. I can't be like, hey guys, this week we're going to be doing Lono's Saturday Night Live. Because Saturday Night Live is an established brand and television show. I can't just slap Lono's in front of it. Hey guys, Lono's Saturday Night Live. I, I, I'm pretty sure NBC would, would, would send me a letter. <laughs> like, uh, you can't do that, right? It's a brand. It's an established brand. It's, it's copyrighted automatically in view of the public you don't have to file for a copyright so in this situation with OBS I'm like I don't understand they just slapped Streamlabs in front of it Streamlabs OBS why doesn't the brand doesn't the name have an automatic intellectual property protection just be just because it's open source it doesn't have intellectual property rights that doesn't make any sense to me Thanks for the great last this morning, says Kenneth. Uh, days like today are why I'm reminded I'm happy to support you. I appreciate that, Kenneth. Thank you. OBS didn't trademark. You don't have to trademark a brand, though, Eugene. If I launched a channel tomorrow and I called it um, Rageless Roast Reviews and you started a channel called Eugene's Rageless Roast Reviews like a year later, I would talk to YouTube and be like, he can't do that. He's taking my established brand name, which has been in view of the public long enough to be then protected by copyright. OBS doesn't have the funds to fight him. Such garbage. That's such garbage. GTA Trilogy. (laughs) That is is messed up. Who's OBS going to talk to? You get auto-trademark. Registration just makes enforcement easier, says Zubair. Right. So, in the case of the Friday Night Arcade thing, it's like, you're not being nice. You're not abiding by, like, basic acknowledgement of an established copyright. Like, it's in view of the public. It's, it's theirs. Now, you can go file for it, sure, and then it's easier to enforce, but, like, you shouldn't have to. I've worked and lurked since Menagerie. Love your channel. Thank you, Noel. But yeah, OBS would have had to, like, actually contact a lawyer. I don't understand why OBS didn't fork out enough money to get a lawyer to just send a cease and desist. Streamlabs would have been rattled enough to be like, yo, I, okay, we'll call it something else. You know what I mean? Streamlabs streaming suite or something. I don't know. You have YouTube as a third party to intervene. What is Who does OBS have? Right, but it doesn't, I don't know. It didn't cost me that much. To, it, it, it was not fun to spend, you know, 
around three to five thousand dollars after it was all said and done. If you don't register your trademark, you will have legal rights only within the geographic areas where you operate. This means you may be able to stop a subsequent user of the mark, even if it's a bigger company, from using the mark in your geographic area only. You can claim trademark rights in your unregistered trademark as long as it is distinctive and identifies or distinguishes your products or services. A trade name for your business is not the same as an unregistered trademark and is not given the same protections under federal trademark law. Really? That is interesting. I just feel like they could have sent a simple C and D and it would have it would have gotten the job done. I don't know. Not exactly a unique and identified name, open broadcast software. Right, right. I you know, I it's just unfortunate, you know? It's unfortunate. But it just goes to show you, like, that's the way this industry runs. You got dudes making content and taking some other guy's name and being like, you know, oh, he can frick off. I don't care. I'm going to use it, right? Funny enough, he didn't. He stopped because he more than likely got directed by somebody more intelligent than him. They're like, that's not the way it works, bro. Like, YouTube will come for you. You, know, you can't do that. <laughs> That'd be like me doing like a, like, pick the biggest channel you could think of, like, Lono's PewDiePie. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm uh, I'm starting a new uh, podcast. It's called Lono's Epic Loot Radio. It's gonna be great. Like you can't do that. <laughs> Smack your name in front of it. You know, Streamlabs OBS. What? Look at the fan-made character. Bados Pedspack, modded original. Dad gum, man. Look at the work. Look at that work. That's good. That's good work by a fan. PewDiePie is also trademarked. Oh, by now I'm sure it is. Yeah, he had, you know, he had the the intelligence to do that. Sure, sure, sure. I was being cheeky, obviously. Like, if 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 you know, there's some other big channel that you know had failed to do that, you can't just start saying, "Well, I'm," you know. I'm going to just throw my name in front of it. Why would you want to use someone else's name, especially for a business? Well, in this case, it was an accident and it got brought to his attention and he was just, he was just very unkind about it. <laughs> like, and, and, and also ignorant, not understanding that like, if it's in this person's established brand's name, you can't just slap your name in front of it. That's why I gave the example of Saturday Night Live. I can't just slap Lono's Saturday Night Live. I can't do that because it's an established brand's name. Now, obviously, NBC's paid for the trademark and they very easily shut me down. But the guy was on YouTube reaching out to somebody else putting videos on YouTube and he was like, you're going to jack up all the SEO and brand cohesion that I have. People are going to get confused because you're literally using my brand's name. And so in Streamlabs OBS, OBS said the same thing. They said, we literally had people that were frustrated with Streamlabs OBS reach out to our tech support and we couldn't help them because it got, it it was brand confusing. People thought they had OBS when they had Streamlabs OBS, right? Wouldn't you Google around a bit though? (laughs) 
I mean, when the pattern of behavior is you can do whatever you want and flex your power, no. No, a lot of people don't think they have to. Or they just don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, whenever I did anything, I always went and researched the name. Always. I went and researched the name. Obviously, Rageous Roundtable, I didn't have to worry. Rageous Rose, I didn't have to worry. Say no to Rage, I researched that at the time. Um, when I started doing Stream Stop or uh, Unfiltered Contrast, uh, you know, Split Screen was generic enough that no one was really using it. And even if they were, it was like, it's a terminology in video games. You can't really claim that. That's different. Now, if I would have gone like Split Screen Casting Desk, that's different. Somebody else tries to do split screen casting desk. I'd be like, well, now hang on a second, right? Can't do that. Problematic when your brand name is essentially the product you created, right? <laughs> Doom got a rain mod. There you go. You'd be like making a car, calling your company car, and being mad that other car manufacturers are calling theirs cars. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from, Eugene. I do. I do. But OBS politely asked them to not do it. They were like, please don't do that. Like, call it something else. You're using our, you're using our source code and changing the paint, you know, changing the paint on it. So, you know, open broadcasting software, while it is generic, it is their brand. They have a logo, like, you know what I mean? So, okay, we'll transition into gameplay here in just a bit. I'm going to run upstairs, use the restroom, uh, and uh, if there's people around, I'll probably be doing my faction quests up in um, what's that place that we like to do them in right now Ebon Scale I'll do uh, I'll be doing some of that I'll be doing some of that today to round out my character and um, uh, uh, unless anything major happens with New World tomorrow we may pivot to some other topic tomorrow I don't know the video game awards was pretty hot today we maybe should have led with that it might have been good it might have been good and I, I'm, I would have been pretty strong about like you know, video game awards like Returnal was robbed and just go full ramp mode about what I think. Um, I don't know. We may kick that to tomorrow. Um, I have not given my given you guys my first impressions of the Outrider stuff, so maybe there's an opportunity for that. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, but I am thankful for the great support for all the variety. Make sure you guys are hitting the like button, taking the poll. Make sure you're going through your daily rituals uh, to help these videos. Uh, we greatly appreciate it very, very much. Um, there's auto protection, but generic names are hard to protect. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that, you know, a, a, you know, a simple, a simple, you know, couple hour meeting with a lawyer might have saved them a lot of frustration, you know? So, um, Necro's getting into it with your favorite CM. Is he getting responses? I forget his full Twitter name. I doubt he's getting responses, right? I would think now. I would think not. Um, 
I've seen him take up for me before and say stuff. He got one response. He got a response. Hang on, I can't see it. Because, dude. Uh. Mm. Oh, he. this absurd, embarrassing continues to happen throughout this industry to this day. Whether it be entry, senior, or leadership level, this industry needs to stop undervaluing uh, women instead of women and underrepresented communities. Pay them appropriately. Question: Pay is based on this, right? Can we set money aside? Start asking why any of the aforementioned factors are even part of how they get paid. It's easy to click a couple times and adjust pay. And uh, you stop missing the mark and say what truly needs to be said. Your background or race orientation is moot when it comes to how much work you just paid. Just hire the best of whom comes to you. This is literally how studios became straight this, this, the game for decades. Hires only based on merit, but they all just so happen to be white dudes, a lack of effort to be diverse and inclusive. It became this because of prejudice. Those in a position of authority. You're looking for skill, character, convenience when you push diversity it starts to look like quota being filled. Oh, I see what Necro's going in on. Okay, I understand. Yeah, that's a dicey subject because there are cultural. See, the problem is, is that individual that he's talking with doesn't have the doesn't have the mental fortitude to even fully understand the subject. He just he just tweets something and you know paid them appropriately. You'd have to analyze the societal trends that led to a propensity of white men entering that field of work. Because what that does is it creates a propensity that fuels a meritocracy. So meritocracy is the idea that like people are hired, awarded, and recognized based on merit. And when you funnel a propensity into a field, it creates what looks like a prejudice and an unfair trend when really it is a meritocracy that hasn't been funneled enough of the of enough different people does that make sense so for years especially in america when i grew up that was the way that it was there was a clear trend of who was into video games who had land wars who played these games and what that does is that impacts and creates a trend of who goes into those fields of study gets degrees and becomes hireable and then that trend affects your you know base level programmers engineers all the way to your c suite level employees so even that company could be running purely as a meritocracy and they're not fed enough people of diversity to create true representation at the top so it's not a matter of like that company being like oh yeah we've had plenty of applicants and we've only hired these guys no there are sociological studies that would have to be done to fully grapple with and understand why there is a propensity within esports and development jobs and c-suite jobs within the you know silicon valley you that those propensities and trends have nothing to do with like white dudes saying no to people that don't look like them. That's such a juvenile and stupid, ignorant understanding of the problem. It's far bigger than that. Like, there's just some big, mean boogeyman in a room somewhere that's like, ha 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 ha, we only want to hire white men. That's not what's happening. There are cultural and sociological wins that are bringing these things about over decades 
And and so what happens is a company could purely hire on merit alone. And when the applicants all look the same, what are they supposed to do? I, I, I think so many people send a tweet like that because it's going to get them claps and cheers. And it's like, you're not even grappling with what brought us to this point. Pay rate alone is about 18 different factors, let alone hiring them. I, I just, yeah. So irritating. I always see those posts and I'm like, it's not as simple as that. Like, we don't have enough, you know, diversity in the C-suite. We don't have enough diversity in esports. We don't have enough diversity in this. And it's like, this is this is a bigger problem than just like browbeating companies and organizations into checking a quota box. It, it, it functions at a society level, at a cultural level, and it's not somebody, it's not some marionette. It's not some marionette. Not some, there's not some genius pulling the strings here. It was set in motion years ago, and it's gonna, it's not gonna change for 20 years. Do you want to know why? Because now there are, there's a, there's a whole new generation of people being raised to play, appreciate, love, and invest in video games, and that generation will change the look of the development world and the engineer world and the C-suite world. All that's gonna look different in 20 years. You're not gonna browbeat diversity into existence. It, it's literally going to just like take a while it's great to speak out it's great to raise awareness but you can't look at established businesses and trends that are it's these are kids that grew up in my era playing video games and that's why they're working at these companies and you can't go back in time and change what happened in the 80s and 90s that created that propensity and that cultural bend it's like Yeah, but even that, Eugene, even that, we don't know if that person was paid less because of that reason. We don't know. They were identical, they were identical positions, but there's more that goes into that. Me and my buddy, two white dudes, got hired for the same job at the same call center and he got paid more. Why? He had more experience. He had more experience. I I couldn't pound my fist and say, hey, wait a minute, you just hired us for the same job, same workload, same hours. Why is he being paid more? He had more experience. So until you break down and analyze why a person is paid more or less in that environment, I'm not just going to buy this idea that they were like, huh, woman, pay him less. I don't buy into the Dr. Claw view of HR and payout. I don't buy into that. It's, it's, I just don't. It'd be so easy. It'd be so easy to fight back against. You'd be like, what are you doing? They would just make one phone call and be like, I'm being paid less. It's because it's it's unethical and elite. You're not allowed to do it. That's what I don't understand. It's like if this is happening in in, in the in the on the grand scale that people are claiming, then wouldn't you just make one phone call? I mean, I looked at a study that talked about how average pay disparities have to do a lot with industries that that they don't even apply to be in. Uh, construction is a great example. 
they were looking at construction and construction payout and the people and the level of work that went in and the level of pay and how that entire industry they don't even go and apply and that completely throws off pay scales and pay averages why because people make great money in that industry and it's dominated it's just dominated by dudes what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're gonna force a foreman to 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 to, to go out and like what campaign to hire people like I just think it's far more complex. The issue is far more complex and widespread than just like some guy looks at a piece of paper and is like, yeah, pay or less. Like that probably happens and that needs to be handled in a case by case basis. But you're acting like every time it, every time it happens, there surely is there something afoot here. There's some like conspiracy hatred angle. made an equivalent offer after she tendered her resignation. They were placed in the same co-lead role. We went into the role with our previous compensation, which was not equivalent. It remained that way for some time. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Why was their pay not equal going into it? What was their background? How long had they been with the company? What was their experience level? Did they have certifications, qualifications? Did they have things? What what would what did they have before they got in that co-role that would have led to them being paid not having their pays adjusted? Or like in the situation with me where me and my friend were offered the same dadgum job, same business cards, and he was paid more than me. That's my point is we don't know. It just it just makes for a great headline. It makes for a great headline. Yeah, she's paid less. But do we know why? I'm not saying there aren't situations where this happens, but generally speaking, I think it's just used as a clickbait. It's like, oh yeah, here's another example. But then if you pull back the curtain on it, you might... Like, imagine when I worked at that call center. If I would have been a woman, I, that there's your headline. Yeah. Me and, my, me and my friend, we both got hired. He was a dude, and he got paid more than me. There's your headline. And yet, the real reason was that he had way more experience. He had managerial experience, and I did not. And that is why he was given a better offer. Do you see? It's like, unless you know the exact background reason and all of the nuance that goes into it, you can't just assume, oh yeah, they're, they're, that's why they were paid less. It doesn't matter. Now this guy's in the firing line. It's all going. Oh yeah, it's all falling apart. <clears throat> what if accepts the first offer they were given, but says no? I want more, and it's agreed. So it's the company's fault, right? They've they've analyzed that too, Tillorn. That negotiations are usually not initiated for whatever reason. They feel like, oh, I can't initiate a negotiation, so they don't, right? Y'all remember when the U.S. women's soccer team sued because they were taking uh, way less cash than the men. What was glossed over was that the women were getting benefits and the men weren't. Right, it's just like I said, it makes for a great headline and then everybody gets angry and it's like... As I said, if if I was a woman and I, we, I went to that call center, I'd have a real great headline. Yeah, just another example, just another example. No, I was paid less because I had less managerial experience. We had, bu- I had actually been working at the company longer than him. I had been on the phones longer than him, and he got offered more 
because he had managerial experience. So they offered him a bigger package. So the reason I get frustrated by it, the reason I get frustrated by it's like, you're not going to solve this issue if it is indeed happening. And if it is indeed a systemic problem, you're not going to solve it by basically creating fire where there isn't any. It's like, we don't know. And a lot of the times we get misled because it makes for great clickbait and great headlines. And then when you pull back the curtain on it, you're like, well, there's a reason they were paid less or there's a reason they didn't get as much. They had, in this case, you know, they had benefits baked into their contract and the men didn't. I studied uh, sociology undergrad. We turned all this stuff upside down and inside out. There's so much more to it than that. There's so much more to it than just like some guy with a clipboard being like, bring in the next applicant. Oh, it's a female. Huh, pay her less. That like, th- I'm sure there are fields and areas where that happens, but that is not the norm. It just isn't the norm. The pay scales are usually set based on meritocracy so that you're paid more according to merit. Starting point is people in the same positions making the same. But people in the same positions making the same doesn't always happen though, as is the case with when I got offered a manager position and was paid less than my friend. Same position. We did not make the same. We didn't make the same as the other guys we worked with. The one guy came from another branch and he made way more than us, right? Like I said, it makes it makes for great clickbait. It ma- it makes for it makes for great clickbait. It makes for a great headline. Everybody gets angry and sends out their tweets and you're not solving anything. You're just riding on the coattails of another misleading story probably. You know, we'll come to find out that 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 she was, she you know, he had ten years on her in the industry. We'll come to find that out, and that'll be the explanation when we really dig into the facts here. Just because you have the same position, the work and the uh, and expected value aren't the same. Yeah, I think in the instance with my friend, he was offered more money because they thought he's going to take less time to adapt to this managerial position. So we're going to yield a return on him faster than on than on this guy. This guy has no managerial experience. So it's going to take him longer to get his footing as a manager and therefore he's going to he's going to do less. Now, my friend also had experience in training, so they were able to give him a responsibility that I couldn't do. They took him off the floor and they would have him do training sometimes. And then I think he just turned into like the full-time trainer. So he brought a level of skills and assets to the job, the same title, and yet he was paid more. And it made sense that he was paid more. He could do things faster. He was more adept at the numbers. He was more adept at just managerial ideas and just basic like, this is what's expected of me. I, I took me a little bit longer to get my footing. I'd never had a manager position before. And as I said at the start of all this, it's so incredibly complex because most of these companies, especially if you think about the level of development, okay, engineers, systems architects, okay, these guys are getting their job based purely on merit because you don't keep the job if you're bad at it or can't do it. It's purely meritocracy because 
what are you going to do? You, you can't get the job if you can't do the stuff. You know, I can't just go get a job at Google as an engineer. They'd be like, all right, go get to work or show us your show us your certifications, your education, your background, your work experience. I'm like, I don't have any. I thought I just had to show up because I'm a white dude. That's not how it works. There's a reason that there's way more dudes in that industry right now at this point in time in history. You, you, you have to look at, like, the history that's led us to this point. You can't just act like, well, now that we're here and now that we're all socially aware of these issues, we have to ignore the 20-year history that led us to this point and, and just start ham-fisting changes into companies. Like, making people have quotas for C-suite level. Making people have quotas for their engineer departments. That's not going to work. Yeah, you better, you better, you, you need to, you need to have a better distribution and better representation in your engineer level uh, employees, in your C-suite, on your board, uh, at your low level developers, uh, your CMs. We need better representation of the CMs. Ironically, like anybody who speaks out from that company. I'm blinking a lot because it like, they all they they look like the very people that they're claiming have all the advantages. These are co-leads occupying the same exact position working together. Doesn't matter. But Eugene, when when I got hired for the same job and the same title as my buddy and got offered less, it made perfect logical sense to me. It's called meritocracy. <laughs> he. He had more qualifications than I did. You know what I mean? A ruling or influential class or educated or skilled people. Like the idea that it's like it's a system which the power comes from basis of talent, effort, and achievement rather than wealth or social class. So like he was paid more, he was given more because of his talent, effort, and achievement. He was offered more money than me based off of that. Like, imagine having 10 years managerial experience and getting offered the same amount of money as somebody who has none. But it's the same job. But that's not that's not what you're not paid purely off of the title. Like, the irony here, this is the irony, is that we're supposed to pay equal because that's good for people, right? Like, that's fair. But you could make another argument that, like, no, it, we, you should be paid off of merit because that's specific to the person and not specific to the title. So you could have two people, two engineers, same title, and one's paid more. Why? Maybe he's been with the company for ten years. Maybe he come from. Maybe he came from another studio and had ten years with them. So he's paid according to merit, and that feels just to him because he's like, dude, I put in so much more time. Of course, I'm paid more than the guy fresh out of college same title but he's more efficient he works faster they get better ROI on him because he turns out work more efficiently less bugs less double checking more refined work same response same responsibility same expectations same pay no I don't agree with that pay based off of merit makes way more sense to me if you pay based off merit, it incentivizes loyalty, it incentivizes upping your specializations, your certifications, your skill set, even your responsibilities. You increase those things, and in a, in a, in a, in a, when you're paid off merit, when you're paid off merit, that's, that's going to be in line to the person. 
It's in line with the person. If everyone's paid the same, what do you think that 10-year vet engineer is going to do? Phone it in. Prop his feet. It motivates laziness. Because he's like, well, I'm paid the same as this guy. I'm better than him. I'm faster than him. More efficient than him. So what's he going to do? He's going to finish his work for the day, and then he's going to sit there and play solitaire. It's like, well, I'm not paid according to merit. I'm not paid according to my skills. I'm paid off of the title. Someone with the same job but less experience will cost more money to the train. They will likely make more mistakes and require more supervision initially, whereas someone with more experience won't. That's part of the reason. Exactly. That's exactly what I was just saying. Is that? You pay off merit. It motivates growth, improvement, bettering yourself. You pay off of the title. That doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense. So a guy that goes for this, let's say they have two CTOs. Let's say they have two CTOs for whatever reason. They got different divisions and they need two. Same job, same responsibilities. Maybe they're just working together. They're co-CTOs. Okay. You got one guy coming from a Fortune 500 company with 25 years experience as a CTO. And you got somebody else coming to the company with like five years experience from a smaller company as a CTO. It stands to reason that especially if you want the Fortune 500 guy to come to the company, you're going to offer him more money. Because you see the value of him. You're like, this guy's worth it. He's coming from a huge company. So much experience. This person's coming from a smaller company and is less experienced. You're going to pay them a different amount of money because of the value they bring to the company. It's logical. It's fair. It's determined by merit and skill and achievement, not the title of the position. What happens when the new guy is better than the vet and he's stuck getting paid less with a better attitude? I mean, obviously you'll have situations like that, right? The old guys get, 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 uh, they get tenure and they get lazy and they phoned in and the new guys are hungry and you would hope that the changing of the guard would be possible. You'd prove your worth and they'd be like, this guy's a worker, this guy's a fighter, this guy's doing way more than this other guy. This other guy's, a, you know, he's a sleepy Steve. He's not doing anything, you know? Every quarterback in the NFL gets paid the same, same job, same expectations. Uh, yeah, yeah. You think every running back is paid the same? You think every wideout's paid the same? No. You think every guy in the construction site's paid the same? No. They're paid according to merit. They're paid according to skill and achievement. You think every developer at a company's paid the same? No. Even if their titles are the same? No. That's why these issues are more complex than 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 sending out a tweet. It's more complex than that. We went way over. Uh, somebody ordered some coffee. Yeah, somebody ordered some coffee. Uh, two bags of light roast to Ric Flair. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. new guy can get a raise starting salary is a real thing right like here's the base level salary and the guy coming from the fortune 500 company with 25 years experience is going to get paid more than the starting salary why because you want him to take the dadgum job and the person coming from the smaller company with less experience is likely going to accept the starting salary why because it's it's fair it's it's where they are in the uh, in the meritocracy So, we went well over three hours on the stream. It's okay. Um, 
I like discussions like this. This is more interesting than what we talked about this morning. I need to run upstairs really quickly uh, and uh, and use restroom. I'll be right back down and we'll transition into gameplay. Uh, you guys are great. If any of the guys uh, are on and want to play uh, on North uh, on E, we'll go to Ebon Scale. We'll just run some quests if anybody's on. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. I gotta move some stuff. We can have an actual conversation about cultural capital and its systemic influence. It's a really big deal. Essentially, there's a value in knowing the rules of the game. Right. That comes into the negotiation. I saw... I saw a really good study on that. They polled, and most women, and this again, it's not like a, a person doing it. It's a systemic cultural perception. They would be less likely to negotiate their pay in an interview. Men, however, are way more likely to do that. That leads to a trend in pay gap. Again, it's not somebody saying, oh, pay them less. It's here's entry. And there's a propensity in the culture for men to say, I would, you, I would like you to pay me more. And if they're really qualified and maybe there's a market drought, 
you're going to pay them more because you're like, well, the guy's he's good. He knows his value. He knows his worth. A lot of companies, the starting pay offer is low on purpose because they're trying to generate a profit. And so they're going to make an offer that is, in their minds, profitable for them. They're not, they're not giving you an offer because they like you. They're making an offer because they see you as an asset to the company. And like anything, there's an ROI metric on your salary offer. So when they make the offer, a lot of times the offer is crafted to net them more profit. Because they're like, you've never worked here before. You look like you got a pretty good resume. Here's the offer. And if you know your worth and you negotiate, the offer set low not like low, like below market value, but like it's set low so that if you negotiate above its value, they're still generating a margin off of you. Businesses aren't hiring you because they like you and want to make your life better. You're an asset to the company. Yeah, Eugene, I don't know enough to comment on whether or not they weren't paid fairly because... My understanding is Ibarra's been in the in, in the industry for a super long time. I don't know how long she's been in the industry. This is a compliment to her, obviously. I think she looks young. That doesn't that doesn't mean she's not experienced, but it could. Like I don't know how long she's been in the industry. That dude's been in the industry for a while. He's been around for a while. both thought they should be getting equal pay yeah if they both thought it that's great for him to think that for her but again the offer might have been based off merit I've seen internal promotions at company offers are different according to tenure or for, for the same position so he might have been offered more they went into the position and he was already being paid more so the question is why is that what departments did they come from what tenure did they come from that created that disparity in pay and why when they got the job did they decide we're not going to pay you the the exact same we're going to raise you to his pay his pay is based off of where he came from and his and his background with the company we're not going to drop him down but it, it could have been a lateral move for her. So they were like, we don't see a reason to pay you more. And it sounded like they were getting ready to because they realized she was getting ready to quit. So they saw her value and they wanted to keep her. That happens all the time. A woman thinks it'll cost her her job due to systemic privilege. That's the argument. And the issue there is... It's not the company's responsibility to be like, hey, you should really be negotiating your rate. I had a woman at the company reach out to me and she said, do not accept anything less than this. They're going to probably offer you this much and you ask for this much. She was just being nice. She was kind of coaching me, right? So some of this 
Some of this is on culture and men and women educating each other on this is what's acceptable in these negotiations. You're allowed to ask for more money. It's not going to jeopardize your it's not going to jeopardize your chances. If they want you, if they value you and they want to hire you, they'll either tell you that that's not in the budget or they'll counter offer. They're not going to kick you off the table of applicants because you they offer you 75,000 and you ask for 90. They might come back and say, we'll pay you 82. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, educate people. They got to know that that's allowed. I didn't know that was allowed until that lady told me. She said, don't accept 18, ask for 24 or whatever it was. Okay, okay. We got it. We uh, we got a good video uh, for this afternoon over on uh, on presents. So we're gonna need a lot of people to support it. In a previous life, I was uh, recruiting for an IT service desk. One of the applicants, which was also female for what it's worth, was among the only to negotiate, ended up scoring close to the top of the scale for the position. Might as well say Lono on it. Which disc plate is this? Ooh. That's a nice Deadpool one. Compare their bios and easily see he has more experience. You have to look at it from the other end of the spectrum. If somebody's more experienced and more tenured... Yeah, I got a haircut last night. If somebody's more experienced and more tenured and they're being paid as much as somebody who just like walked into the job you have to see that's not healthy either
Main problem promotion within the organization. Not offering much change in salary. Yeah, a lot of times, like I said, like what if her what if her move was seen as lateral? What if her weekly responsibilities and monthly quotas and everything else? Like what if everything that she was supposed to be doing it was seen as a lateral move? And it was seen as a lateral move for him. And so there was no reason to adjust pay for either, you know. How long he had been there, whatever department he transferred from. Coming a co-lead of the whole company, that's not lateral. But it is lateral depending on her pay. What was her pay going into the position? What was his pay going into the position? It's easy to say they weren't paid the same. But when you get to those levels of pay, that just makes for a great headline. They could have been within within percentage points of each other. taking over for the president who was fired. The argument you should have is that she provided as much value if not more than him and should be paid accordingly. How do you know that? How do you know that? Did she have as much experience as him? Was she with the company as long as him? Are there internal systems that he already understood and could pick up and run with immediately? Were there daily tasks that he could do quicker than her because he had experience with it? I don't know. We don't know. Since they stepped into the middle of the firestorm, they were taking over for a president who was fired. How do we know this wasn't an interim thing so pay negotiations would happen later? I I don't know. We're going to have you guys step into this role. We're going to have you co-lead. We're not even talking pay right now. This is what needs to happen, right? She makes it known that she wants to leave and they're ready to negotiate pay. That happens all the time. It has nothing to... Like, making it about her being a woman, if she was a dude, the results probably would have been the same. Like, this is a firestorm. You guys are going to this co-lead position. You're going to take over this thing. And when one's paid less than the other and gets unhappy about it or whatever and wants to leave, they'd be like, well, hang on, don't leave. We'll offer you more money. They didn't adjust either of their pay, by the way, going into this. You don't think Ibarra could have said, dude, I'm going to be co-leading the company? That's a bigger responsibility than what I was previously doing. You should be paying me more. They didn't adjust his pay either. Now, the story you would have is if he went into the position and they bumped his pay. They didn't. So they're treat. Don't you see? They were treated equal. We're pulling you into this position and we're just going to keep your pay what it is right now. He wasn't paid more either. That's what I'm saying. That's what's so stupid about this is that if you had had two dudes from two departments and two completely different backgrounds of experience and they were like, we're not bumping peg. We're just putting you into this co-lead role to lead this company because you're not the president. You're co-leading. So we see with the shared responsibilities, it seems fair to leave your pay as it is right now. They didn't bump his pay either. 
You'd have a story if they bumped his pay and not hers. And even then, you would need to know why they bumped his pay. Did they bump his pay because he's got a decade of experience on her? Did they bump his pay because he's been in a position like this before and this is her first time? There's plenty of reasons that somebody could be offered more money for a job, as it was with me and my friend at the call center. first time both Jen and I were offered a new contract it was the same across both of us for the new co-leader of Blizzard Rolls so our compensation was going to be the same why wasn't it then I read that they came in and just continued to be paid their previous salaries so they were making an offer and it was going to be the same compensation and why didn't it get why didn't it happen then What are we talking about? Oh, it, 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 we're, we're finding out that two upper-level Blizzard Activision employees weren't being paid the same amount of money. And we're breaking down why that might have more to do with the fact that she's a woman. It might have way more to do with that than that. But it's an opportunity to virtue signal on Twitter and, you know, misrepresent the situation. For back claps. Uh, I got to turn redirect on. Hmm. We were placed in the same co-lead lead role. We went into the role with our previous compensation, which was not equivalent. It remained that way for some time, well after we made multiple rejected requests to change it to parity. She wrote, It remains unclear as to why they rejected those requests. She continued, While the company informed me before I tendered my resignation that they were working on a new proposal, we were made equivalent offers only after I tendered my resignation. Now again... You, you, you have to trust that she's representing that completely honestly. In the midst of the firestorm that they were going through, do you think that they were wanting to negotiate pay to those people? Or were they like, we're not doing that right now. They just brought them in with their previous pay, okay? They made requests to go for a parity of payment, and those requests were rejected. We don't know why. Those requests might have been rejected because other departments hadn't downsized yet. Other departments hadn't shaken, you know, had, had their shakedowns. They don't know who's getting fired, who's getting investigated, who's getting laid off. They don't know any of that. So we don't know the inner workings that led to those rejections. And she's saying, oh, well, they said they were going to give us equal pay after I said I was going to quit. I mean, that makes for a great story, but it also could be half of the facts. We've seen this. Time and time again, we've seen this time and time again, the first person to speak gets to shade the conversation and then the facts come out later. They might not have been able to just immediately jump and say, yeah, parity of payment, those kinds of, the the level of payout that they're on, the salary levels that they're at, you can't just snap your fingers and be like, yeah, same amount of money. Boom, being done. Like, 
there's a there's a part of me that feels this is so opportunistic like getting out of there the company looks bad right now and all you do and then you can shade it as yeah I wasn't paid I wasn't paid fair so she gets to come out as a as a martyr and a c-suite victim I mean come on everybody's trying to come out of this and 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 get <laughs> and and get their their second shot and she's getting off the sinking ship thinking well if, if I shade this story the right way I, I'm gonna make them look worse and then I'm gonna look like I'm, I'm like a victim of of pay disparity he could be but we don't know we don't know all the facts right now all we know is that going into the position they were being paid differently why I'll tell you why he was in a higher position than her or a more qualified position than her Vara spoke out after the article and that was her response oh so he spoke out okay well I mean they were probably friends he's probably wanting to get out of there himself is he still there he already left I know I know I know she's left I know she's left Yeah, we don't have the full suite of info. I just, it, it again, it's just another one of those examples of, for me, it's like we're always going to jump to the headline and the clickbait and just trust that that's the full story. I'm just, I am understandably very sensitive to that because it's so easy to spin a sliver of truth and to make something look like, well, yeah, look at what they were doing. They were paying her less because she was a woman. And they're like, no we weren't they came from different positions and we hadn't aligned up pay parity yet for the position because I don't know maybe long term they didn't like the idea of having co-leaders and they thought long term we're going to change this back to a singular position so there's no reason to negotiate pay parity because then as as soon as you're not in the position, what are we going to do? Now you're suddenly being paid way more for a position that you were previously doing. So what if they were in internal negotiations about whether or not they were going to maintain it as a co-led position? And because they didn't know whether or not it was going to continue to be a co-led position, they were like, we're not going to do pay parity until we know what we're doing long term. Because pay parity could be problematic for us in six months if we decide we don't want this to be a co-led position anymore. They co-led because they lost the previous president. The company was getting and still is getting destroyed. So he's out. President gets fired. They put them in this co-lead position. Typically, that's considered an interim thing. That's not a permanent solution. And since it's not a permanent solution, stands to reason, there'd be no reason to get into pay negotiations because it's like, this is not even going to be a long-term thing. In 6 to 12 months, the company could look completely different and you'll both be in different roles by then. Why are we going to go through pay negotiations? Why Coley did not want interim? No idea, Zubair. They probably thought it was too sudden. There's usually an onboarding process, right? For somebody taking over a role like that. Shadowing, mentoring, you know? 
they didn't get a chance to do that. They're just suddenly thrust into this job, and they thought, well, rather than dumping all this on one person's shoulders, we'll co- we'll, we'll, we'll do co-lead. Why announce this change with full articles? Because they're trying to establish confidence in the market that they're taking care of business. They're taking care of business. You got stock value dropping, consumer confidence dropping, your president's just been fired, and you get to come out and make an announcement. Hey, we're putting two people in positions right now to take the helm. You divert attention off of the guy that's gone, and you divert attention to the fact that you've got a solution in place. Eugene, I understand your position, but even granting your position, they might just say, we are not going to bump your pay until we decide what we're doing long term. We feel you're being paid amply enough based off of your previous position and tenure. Clearly, she was pretty high up at the company if she gets the nod for a co-lead position. So she's already being paid pretty handsomely. Let's not act like she's working for peanuts here. And Ibarra was also obviously in a very high-ranking position if he gets the nod for a co-lead position. So they probably looked at their salaries and thought, these are both significant enough to grant payment for co-leading. And then when we decide what we're doing in six months, we'll either make an offer to one or none of you, and then you'll go back to what you were doing previously, which is why your pay is staying where it is. You would walk too? Why would you? I I can't imagine walking in that environment. My money, you're making good money. You're clearly at the company and you're satisfied with your salary, right? You're at the money. I'm sorry, you're at the company, you're satisfied with your salary, and temporarily, potentially temporarily, you're going to co-lead. Now, sure, a year to two years later, you'd be like, what the frick's going on? Pay me the right amount. You guys have clearly decided this is a long-term solution. I should be paid accordingly. But if you take that on the chin for six months, who knows what that could turn into? They could offer the full position to you. And then, obviously, the pay would 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 be much greater. Yeah, but they weren't taking the lead's job. They were co-leading. They were co-leading. Here's more responsibility and BS to deal with, but no extra pay. Have fun. Well, then Ibarra has the same complaint because he didn't have his pay bumped either. Why do we ignore that? Ibarra didn't get a pay bump. You think he enjoyed the stress of what he had to step into? He leaves his previous responsibilities, his previous position, and co-leads a company in the midst of a firestorm. He wasn't offered more money either. Isn't that bad too? It it stands to reason that he should have been offered more money too. Neither of them were offered more money because that's probably not where they were in the process. We're putting out a dadgum fire, not negotiating pay. Step into this for now. We're going to figure all this out. That's why I said we don't have all the facts. Clearly, if they didn't offer him more money and they didn't offer her more money, this was not seen as a permanent solution. Didn't the guy say they were supposed to be compensated the same? He and her were both saying they wanted pay parity. He wasn't even asking for more money. He wanted pay parity. He wanted her to be paid the same amount as him, and the offers were rejected. Again, likely because they were not in a position to be negotiating pay. This was seen as a, this was seen as a temporary solution. 
This wasn't seen as a long-term solution. It's a C-suite unpaid internship. (laughs) The company's issue isn't my problem. Sure it is if you work there. If you work there and the company's going through this, you can't act like everything should happen as if everything's normal. Like, the company's on fire, and you're asking if you can get a longer lunch break. It's like, we're not in a position to do that right now. You know what I mean? When the company's in crisis, you can't expect normal procedures to take place with respect to getting put into this position. You put these people in this position in the middle of a firestorm and they're acting like, oh no, no, normal pay negotiation should be happening right now. They're like, but we're not giving you an official job or title. You're stepping into co-lead in the, in the midst of this insanity. Taking her place, she's gone, I'm going to get paid for that time. Yeah, you're going to get her pay for that time, but again, your company's not in a crisis right now, so that's a standard procedure that's set up. That that That's a standard procedure that's set up. There's not some, op, there's not some playbook in this environment to be like, yeah, we're going to bring in two co-leads, and we're going to negotiate pay uh, temporarily. Because typically, when people at these levels negotiate pay, the contracts are usually sizable, and they're not for like a couple of months, they're long-term. So they probably weren't in a position to like draw up like a six month contract and be like, we want to make sure you're both paid exactly the same. No, they were like, listen, just you're you're both being paid enough to share these roles, to share these responsibilities. We're not going to adjust either of your pay right now, and because we're not going to adjust either of your pay right now, yeah, you know, we we can circle back to this later. Thanks, creature. We got, we got to move on. We got to move on. We spent way too much time on this. But like, that that's my position on it, is I think people are creating a story out of a literal circumstantial situation where two people were asked to step in and help with something. Neither person was offered more money because that wasn't what was happening. They weren't getting promoted. They weren't getting an offer. They were stepping in to co-lead in the midst of in the midst of chaos in the midst of chaos and she's making it sound like well yeah they weren't paying me as much as him and it's like well no you came from a position where you were making less and they just kept you and him at that at your pay at your previous pay levels that's all they did they didn't look at you and scoff and say yeah but you're a woman they didn't do that as bad as the company is and as bad as the leadership's been like this is just a this is just another I don't know this just seems like a false starter I'm putting the link in chat for gameplay and redirect should work Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. More New World gameplay for you today. This morning we did talk about the Banhammer. New World swinging that Banhammer for some of the, the latest 
new world exploit for some duping that went down we walked through how many people they banned uh how much of the inventory and items had been reinstated or removed or put back to the way that they were supposed to be and we will do the redirect now for the people coming over from the other 